You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Utah fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Selmo Tess. Minor Talk is presented by the Australia Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lubin Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. Busy day, triple header. Adrian Bratis, Sal Montes, got a lot to talk about on the show today. 880-5763, that's our telephone number. As we get going, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online, 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Number one, UTEP women's basketball defeats North Dakota today. Uh, they dominated them. 89-69, get a 20-point victory at home uh, to start things off today. Number two, UTEP football Falls on the road, back-to-back-to-back losses, three in a row to North Texas, 20-17. to They went into the fourth quarter with a 17-7 to uh, uh, deficit. They were trailing by 10. Gavin Hardison helped rally back uh, the Miners with 10 points, but uh, a, a horrible defense elapsed late in the game. Offense couldn't get much scoring going from the second quarter to the third, and the Miners fall to North Texas 20-17 to after a last-second field goal here in the final 10 seconds. They fall 20-17 to and lose their third straight Conference USA game. Number three, New Mexico State beats UTEP 77-71 to in Joe Golding's first game in the Battle of I-10. Uh, in this one, you got to give credit to Teddy Allen, 16 points in this one. Miners were down 47 to 40, and uh, New Mexico State then outscored the Miners 20 to 9 and really never looked back. I know the Miners showed some really good fight late in the game uh, by scoring, uh, you know, and cutting it to six points at the end. I feel like that would be, uh, you know, something to be happy about if you're UTEP, but at the same point, there's a lot of things to clean up. Rebounding is the glaring issue for this UTEP men's basketball team. You look at the defense, they, they locked up pretty nicely today. Uh, but shooting has to improve moving forward. They've got to get offense going as well. Sal Montes, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, welcome you back to the show. Uh, a really busy slate today. Where do we even begin with all that happened today? Oh, man. Well, we could just start off in the order that these games happen. The Utah women with a huge win, uh, 89-69 over North Dakota. They're now 2-0 on the season, and uh, we just heard the Miners uh, men's basketball team take on the Aggies. That's who the women have next on Wednesday. It's going to be another solid game, another fun addition uh, to the rival- the Battle of I-10 in this rivalry. So super excited to see uh, the women's team you know, continue this kind of a run that they're on. This defense looks amazing. Katia Gallegos catching form uh, from the third quarter of the first game to now. But uh, Destiny Thurman just just on a roll, Adrian. She was on fire in game one, and she led the team in scoring this game. So just uh, super excited to see what Coach Baker can do with the bunch. 
Me too, Sal. And I'm, I'm happy you brought up the women's basketball team. Uh, they deserve a lot of credit today for the uh, victory that they had. Um, let, let's go back out to the Pan Am Center. Welcome on Steve Kaplowitz, who just called the game for the UTEP men's basketball team. Steve, thanks for joining us here in the first segment of Minor Talk. Wanted to get your thoughts. I, I, I like the fight that the Miners showed at the end of the game when they battled back against uh, New Mexico State. But let's be honest, um, in the second quarter, the Aggies were able to, um, you know, separate themselves against a minor team right now that just they, they're having some trouble scoring the ball I was impressed with Sule Boom in his return although he was inefficient at times and uh, for this minor team you hope that they could grow and learn from this loss and get better moving forward well you said it I mean the miners uh, struggled offensively uh, during a stretch when the Aggies outscored them nine nothing in the second half and that was really all she wrote the miners found themselves suddenly down by 17 when they were uh, really in the ball game and you know just down by five at halftime guys look scoring wise I think it's the same group that we've seen before I mean for the most part if you're UTEP you know you're gonna have Sule Boom you're gonna have Keontae Kennedy and uh, you're also uh, gonna have Jamal Bienemy. that's kind of your three-headed monster um, and then you hopefully get some production from other guys like Alfred Hollins. You hope to get some more production from Jamari Sibley, who showed us something today. And obviously Christian Agnew and Titus Verhoeven. But for the most part, um, Hooper, this is not the kind of team that's suddenly going to find, you know, three or four guys uh, in the scoring column that we haven't been used to the last uh, year or two. It seems like it's going to be the, the same group having to really shoulder the load this season. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Steve, and we're going to have to find it on the defensive end and forcing turnovers like Golding said and running Rex, which seems to be their, their uh, you know, fast break and steal and run play. Um, you know, we guarded well tonight, but we also fouled a lot, and that was it was on both sides. Both teams fouled um, because of how the game was officiated. Um, but the other team, they, they shot a very, very high percentage, uh, field goal percentage. You don't – you can't win games giving up over 45%, and they shot over 50. Um, So we want to keep them under 40, and I think that's something Golding will focus on going forward. Guys, I, I want to ask you both about Sule Boom and his return. In this one, 21 points. It was a struggle early on for him to get some field goals, but then he really got things going in the second half. And I, I think something that really needs to be said about Sule Boom, one of the biggest strengths that he has is he's able to draw contact, get to the free throw line, and get points that way as well. No doubt. And uh, look, Sule is a rhythm player, and when he gets into that kind of a rhythm, you'll start to see uh, points come in bunches. I think that was the way it was here tonight. And, and understand, he, he played almost the entire game, and that's pretty impressive considering he didn't get the start, but I think pretty quickly that's when all of a sudden Coach realized, hey, we got to keep Sule Boom in this thing and, and get him to play. No doubt. Uh, Hooper, give me your th- uh, take on Titus Verhoeven because in this one, a-, a lot of minor fans were upset with the UTEP front court in this one on social media. That was what we got a lot and we heard about on Minor Talk. And we've been seeing that, you know, even though, um, th- you know, uh, Titus Verhoeven ended with 10 points in this one, a lot of fans are asking how they can get more interior presence when it comes to the offensive side. Well, Goldie mentioned it, too. They need to get him more touches inside. I think he had three post-up opportunities. He scored two out of three, and all three were good moves. But he played excellent uh, ball screen defense, and ball screen defense is very difficult to play as a, as a big 
um, you know, as tall and as large as Titus is, you know, it expends a lot of injury, uh, injury, it expends a lot of energy hedging those screens as high as he did. And he did it so excellent in the first half. I think he gassed himself a little in the second half, you know, hyped up for this big rivalry game. Um, so he'll get into more game shape as the year goes on. But I was impressed with him. You both have been a part of a lot of these rivalry games. Give me your thoughts on the crowd tonight and what you experienced at the Pan Am Center, seeing, I, I think it was over 8,000 fans out in Las Cruces. Well, let's put it this way. The fans are in force. I think they were really vocal in the first half. The F chants were out, uh, and, and that was probably oh, we heard through them. the... Uh, Yes, uh, so did uh, so did we. We heard them too. But you know what? Uh, I'll say this. I thought that at times the Miners did a pretty good job of kind of keeping the crowd not as uh, – how can I say this? They, they weren't in the game like they normally would be, the students especially for that matter. And I think that, you know, the Aggies pulled away in the second half, but uh, for the most part the Miners didn't let the crowd really get to them. And the way you do that is by not turning the ball over. And, you know, we, we really took care of the ball. When you get turnovers, runouts, dunks, I mean, I I don't know if NMSU had one dunk, you know, maybe one or two. Um, but that really gets the crowd going, stuff like that. And we didn't let them have any of those hype plays. And uh, so yeah. that helps when you're playing on the road. Steve, I, I have to ask you before we let you go, UTEP football drops a heartbreaker on the road against North Texas. They were down 17-7, to so let's not you know, say like UTEP really, really deserved this victory, although they may have deserved going into overtime, but that right. defense could not hold strong at the end. They allowed a 58-yard passing play, uh, then that set up a easy chip shot with 10 seconds to go. North Texas wins 20-17. to Look, the offense gets a touchdown early, and then for the most part, you don't get any offense until about five minutes left to go in the football game. So that's the issue you really have if you're a UTEP football fan is you get the big touchdown pass to Cowing, and unfortunately, uh, the next, uh, what, about two and a half quarters, there's no activity. So you got to figure out a way to get that offense more consistent for four quarters of football, not for really uh, one or one and a half quarters. And the defensive breakdown's rough, but Adrian, we've chronicled this. UTEP has serious uh, you know, injuries in the secondary, especially at the safety spot. You got guys playing out of position, and unfortunately, it cost them at the worst possible time here in the fourth quarter on that last drive. Steve Hooper, thank you all so much for the time early on here in Minor Talk. I appreciate it, and great job on the broadcast. Well, first off, Hooper wants to take phone calls. Now, uh, you don't realize this, Adrian. Oh, yes. When, when I told Hooper that Minor Talk is coming out, he's like, we get to talk to people? Yes. Like, uh, that's how the show goes. And here's the other problem. We haven't eaten all night, so we're hungry, and everything in this town is closed. So from what I've heard, there's still some fettuccine Alfredo left uh, upstairs in the media room, which has probably been sitting for the last three hours. We might have to hope to God that it hasn't spoiled and uh, have that a little bit with a cold one and uh, be good to go here tonight. All right. I love it. That sounds great. Well, then I, I want you guys to hang around. If you guys do stick around in the Pan Am Center, we'll take some calls. I'll throw it your way, Hooper. That, that sounds like a, uh, a definite plan. That, how about that? We'll see what we can do. All uh, right. Hooper's looking at you going. <laughs> Hooper's looking at you going. Now nah, I'm more hungry than taking phone calls. I love right it. Now, so. All right. Well, That's I appreciate right. both of you guys so much for the time. Guys, have a great show tonight. We enjoyed being back. And uh, uh, Hooper, again, first game. I hope you get many more uh, here uh, at uh, UTEP. And uh, John will take great care of you down the road. So just tell Yellen that uh, he better not be missing too much, or that seat's going to get real warm. <laughs> Yellen's a great guy. 
you definitely can't replace him, but I'm glad I was able to step in for tonight. Guys, have a great show. Take lots of calls, and uh, Adrian, I'll, I'll talk to you on Monday. All right, sounds good, Steve. Talk to you then. Uh, that's Steve Kaplowitz. Hooper Vint out at the Pan Am Center. The Miners fall to uh, the New Mexico State Aggies, 77-71. to If you want to talk about it or any of the UTEP athletic games that happened today, give us a call, 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we get started here on Miner Talk. We're taking calls right now as we continue. A lot of tweets to get to, and I think that's where we should start things off, Sal. Um, what was what was your gauge on the fan base? I felt like, at least for football, everybody was out, man. I mean, super yeah. disappointed across the board. And then for basketball, it looks like, uh, you know, there, there was some frustrations tonight from some fans. I know that everybody kind of gave them a pass here in the first game uh, with their season opener against Western New Mexico. In this one, I get it. This is a young program. This is Joe Golding building a program and trying to get things on the right foot, um, you know, off to the right uh, foot and start. But I, I will say this, this UTEP men's basketball team does have some issues right now. They, they uh, should get correct. Uh, here in non-conference play yeah so i'll start off with the football game um you know or we started off with the women's game now we can transition into the football game but i think a lot of people are frustrated a lot of the issues that have plagued the minors um early on we got to see in the middle of the season and now approaching the final two games or the final quarter rather um we, we saw at the the first two games of the final quarter an opponent scoring as a quarter is uh, or a half is winding down, and I see this line ring, and I'll get to it in just a second. Hang with us. Um, but, yeah, those things really just playing in the minors right now and a lot of uh, fundamental errors that really should have been cleaned up a long, long time ago. I'm totally with you on that, Sal. There's a lot of things right now that, you know, I, I understand why minor fans are disappointed. Let's read some tweets right now. There's a lot to get to. 8805763, that's our telephone number as we continue and get started here on Minor Talk. Let's go to some tweets. Michael James tweets the show. Great to see Sule back. He looked good. NMSU just had too much firepower tonight. The rebounding needs to get fixed ASAP. However, this team looks like it has a lot of potential and will be a tough for a uh, tough game for any team to play. I'm with you on that. I totally agree with you, Michael James. Joe Chacon tweets the show, Minor Talk, please discuss this in saying, I remember saying UTEP would be nothing without Bryson Williams. I guess I was right. I'm not looking forward to the rest of this basketball season. I don't mm, believe that at all, man. Yeah. Come on. Let, let's, just not, I don't, let's just not go there yeah, right let, now. Let's be real, too. Bryson Williams is an exceptional talent, but it's game two of the Golden Era and uh, their first game against a Division One opponent. That's the biggest overreaction I've uh, ever heard. A perennial conference champion in New Mexico State, one of the better uh, mid-majors in the nation. Not just saying that because they're down the road, but it's true. This is a team that puts up an enormous amount of wins every year and put themselves uh, in position to advance You know, in the NCAA tournament. They haven't done that yet. We know it, but Coach Jans is an exceptional coach. They have amazing talent. I mean, one of their star players, Pascal Siakam. I don't know if you guys have heard of him or not, but he's an NBA champion with the Toronto Raptors. So kind of just throwing that out there. This is a team who comes to play every single year. And uh, also a bunch that really got to benefit from uh, from some success last season, carrying that over into this season. Also their first win against UC Irvine, a big, big win as well. So that that's a real basketball team. Don't, don't stress it too much. It's game two of the golden era against a really, really great team. So, 
um, despite them, you know, getting blown out in some portions, they were able to battle back. And you saw the way that they finished the game. So we'll see how they can carry it over into game three. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Keontae Kennedy, just on those same lines, Sal, which you just said there. In New Mexico State being a great team. This is what Keontae Kennedy, the uh, starting uh, shooting guard for the Miners, this is what he tweets. It's just game two. We have a lot of time to continue to keep working and becoming more consistent as one. We will compete and play hard every night. Our effort will never be questioned. We have a long journey ahead of us. Hashtag long way. Hashtag TMC. Also tweeting this show is Daniel Carrera. We missed so many easy shots and not even sure about how bad we were on three-pointers. This UTEP team is special. We just need to work on shooting. Let's go to the phone lines right now. We got full phone lines, 8805763. Adam is joining us first. Adam, give, uh, give us your thoughts on a busy, busy UTEP day. Busy day. Uh, first off, UTEP football. Uh, my prediction on the next play call is going to be a run up the middle unless – Oh, I thought it was run to the side. I I was, that's where my uh, guess was. (laughs) So, I mean, some sort of, I mean, the frustration just never ends with Dana Dimmel and, and coaching. And, you know, until, until they realize that they're about to lose the game, they decide to put the ball in the air. And, and it's just, you know, they, they put themselves in situations that they deserve to be in, that the coaching staff, you know, they put the team in, in real bad situations and, you know, There's no way we should have been down 10 points trying to come back, trying to struggle back. And, um, it, I mean, it just doesn't end. It, it doesn't end. I think there was it was third and third and four um, late in the game, fourth quarter, run up the middle. And, you know, the way that they came back to tie the game at the end, number one, was miraculous in itself, and it just shouldn't have happened. But number two, But number two is we just shouldn't be messing around with these teams. And quite frankly, Dana Dimmel has gotten UTEP to a point where it's competitive. But I'm just going to be honest and flat out say this. Do I see him being uh, the coach that pushes UTEP to that next level of success where UTEP deserves to be? I don't. Wow. I, 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 I just I, I flat out don't. Um, he's beaten the teams that he should have and that he's should have beaten this season. And uh, this is another team that uh, this is the first team that we've lost to that we we definitely should have beaten. And uh, I mean, I I don't have any confidence in his decision making. I don't have any uh, confidence. I mean, again, first half, plenty of time left in the game. They mismanaged that drive completely where they could have put more points on the board. You know, we let the refs decide the fate of the way the second half ends, Um, you know, when are we going to start taking control of things, uh, you know, and just putting things, you know, in our hands and us making the decision about what we want to do and how a drive goes and how we want to dictate, you know, the way that the flow of the game goes. That, no, that's, that's, that's a great point. Adam, give me a quick quick on this before you get to basketball. Uh, I, want, I want to ask you, how many games does UTEP football win for the rest of the year? One more. Okay, got it. Maybe, uh, next maybe. up to okay, maybe yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, give me uh, your thoughts on UTEP basketball. UTEP basketball, uh, scrappier on defense, uh, and just like Steve alluded to, when you play the Aggies, you need to play the full game because not only when the Aggies, you know, had us down in the game, you know, they're just they're out for blood, and there's an urgency and 
uh, the way they play, the way they press, the way they get in the passing lanes, how they create their offense. Um, you know, but that's going to come with experience. But I'm also going to put a little bit uh, of responsibility on two players that I thought that should have played better. Um, and I will, I'll leave one off. I know Sule's coming back from his injury, but we need more out of Jamal Biennemi. He needs to knock down the shots. This is the second year. There's been plenty of time to work on this on the offseason. Uh, I know it's a new coaching staff, but that doesn't stop you from knocking down shots. Number two, Titus Verhoeven. I know Hooper thought that he played great on defense. I thought his body language was very poor at several points in the game, and it's just, you know, when he gets beat, you know, he's sulking, and when he comes to the bench, his shoulders are down, and he's just all, I mean, we're, I mean, he, he's a leader of the team, and I think that, I, I think that Joe Golding's, uh, one of his things is body language. I didn't like Titus's body language at all this game, especially in the second half. Okay. All right, Adam. Hey, great job, man. Uh, I love the takes. I love what you had to say about both teams. I really appreciate your take and your and your call. Thanks so much for giving uh, giving us the latest here on Minor Talk eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. As we continue, uh, want to talk touch on his Titus Verhoeven uh, mention. So he said that he wants a little bit more out of Titus. I think you you will get more out of Verhoeven moving forward. Uh, the things that I saw that were encouraging from Titus today is number one, he scored ten points, so they got him involved offensively. I could see where he's coming from defensively. Sometimes you see Titus sulk or, or just get frustrated with himself or, or wh- whatever it may be. He might be upset with what happened on the play or or anything like that. But that's a good thing you pointed out. I guess that's something that we're going to have to watch moving forward to see if that continues or to see what ends up happening with Titus in his game. Let's go to the mayor. It's Eddie Morelos, the host of the Sports and More podcast, who's joining us next. Eddie, what's going on, my man? I was excited for this show today, minor talk with all the sports going on. Today. Oh, it's a triple header, man. We we got so much to talk about here on the show. The the women's basketball team was successful. Yes, sir. So that's that's a, right. That's, that's a positive, and and from what I understand, give me more positives, Eddie. We need some more things to be positive about. Well, I'm going to say the miners win two games, two more games. Which ones? It, ooh, the rice game and the bowl game. The rice game and. Probably the bowl game if they go to the New Mexico Bowl. What, and beat Nevada? I mean, I don't know, Eddie. I'm, I'm a little worried. That, that, that's, a, that's, that's a tough matchup because I see Nevada going elsewhere. They're, they're better than the New Mexico Bowl, I think. So, we'll see. Uh, I was at the basketball game, though. Uh, I was telling Sal Manila uh, uh, as a fan for the first time in a long time, and uh, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful uh, showing by the, the locals here in Las Cruces. Uh, and you saw my tweet. I uh, put a picture up with all the fans in, in the arena, and it wasn't very much orange. I was really surprised. I was very surprised, to be honest. So you're saying right now that uh, a lot of not a lot of minor fans traveled. Eddie, I'll, I'll just throw one um, possible excuse. This one was on the Plus. It was on ESPN Plus. And so, I mean, Sal, that's why we hung back here and we watched on mm-hmm. the Plus. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I agree. One, uh, I couldn't go anyway. <laughs> but, sure, true. But, I mean, if the game's on TV, uh, for instance, I live on the Far East Side. I'm really not trying to drive, you know, basically an hour and 15 minutes to Las Cruces. But still a good and observation two, there. And an hour 15 from. Yeah, solid observation there, Eddie. But but I but I'll go back to the, to the other thing we've been talking about for a few weeks now is, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in El Paso. We've got to give El Paso credit. Because it's a, it, it is a sports town. It really is, and uh, credit 
credit uh, given to El Pasoans for when they do show up, they show up. And uh, don't give up on anything the miners are doing right now. You know, uh, talking about Dane's demo earlier, he's got them bowl eligible. Come on. Come on. you got to say that's not positive there. Well, and hey, I'm going to just uh, – I'm. Oh, okay, keep going, Eddie. I don't want to interrupt no, you. Keep going. No, I just want to just keep saying that, that, you know, you, even though you mentioned my podcast, we talk about it very, very often. In El Paso, there's talent there. The talent uh, sometimes goes to UTEP. Uh, sometimes it goes elsewhere, but there's talent all over the city of El Paso. And keep it up, minor fans. Keep it up. Appreciate the call, Eddie. Thanks for weighing in. And, and always love your podcast, the Sports More podcast. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, I want to get on you know, one thing that he mentioned right now. Um, I understand Dana Dimmel got UTEP Bolt eligible. Let's be honest, Sal. We had very low yeah. expectations for this UTEP football team. I picked him to go six and six. You had him at five and seven. Yeah. Steve had him at seven and five. But when they started the season six and one, they reset the expectations. Right. We held them to a higher standards, thinking they could contend for the Conference USA West title. They could compete very well against UTSA. They could go on the road and beat teams like Florida Atlantic and North Texas. Or- but, win a game in the Eastern time zone for the first time ever. Yeah, exactly. Do stuff that you haven't done in program history. Um, Steve gave me a great quote earlier this week that he said that Mike Price used to say all the times, "You rem- they remember you how you play in November. Something along those lines. But, hey, that's the no, bottom line. It, November is when it counts. This is when everybody – this is the end of the season. This is uh, momentum when you're trying to go to a bowl game and all those kinds of things. So, yes, I will give Dana Dimmel the credit. I will say that he had uh, a really nice job of changing this program and really get them you know, toward a winning season or maybe even uh, a 500 season for that matter. But point is, this UTEP football team seems way too talented to drive in close games like this. I mean, yeah. I get it. I, I no, understand the defense was depleted. That's why they lo- That's why they fell in that last play on that 58-yard bomb uh, from on- Asanani, and he had that really deep pass to Brown, and um, that's why that happened. They have so many players in their secondary who are injured right now, but at the same point, you have to hold that offense accountable for not scoring points, man. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and it's happened uh, game in and game out with this UTEP team. The most points they scored was 38 against Bethune-Cookman, who is, I think, make sure I get this right, 2-8 and eight so far in wow. their season. Now, I'm going to look up another stat because I don't want to say it just yet since I don't have the actual facts. Uh, but the point is this offense is way too talented to be putting up the number of points that they do. And I understand that there was a defensive lap in the fourth qu- laps in the fourth quarter, but when your defense basically holds a team to 20 points and you have guys like Jacob Cowan, Justin Garrett, Deion Hankins, Ronnie Awat, uh, Smith, Thompson, I mean, a bunch of other guys, Gavin Hardison, yep. a slinger, and you only put up, uh, or the points you put up is 17. It's disgraceful, man. I'm with you on that. 880-5763, that's our telephone number to get into the show. Let's go back to Twitter real quick. A lot of tweets to get to. Joe Chacon tweets us, UTEP football needs to find the offense. You can't depend on the defense to save the day every game. They need to get some turnovers, make better cuts when running the ball, and throw smarter passes. They are becoming predictable so much that I guess several plays that they were running – 
hey, uh, you know, well, uh, you know, stand in line with all of us, Joe Chacon. We all see uh, what kind of plays that they're running. So I'm totally with you on that one. Minor Joe tweets us in regards to UTEP men's basketball. Only the second game. Trust the process. Never give up. I agree with Coach in this one. Let's go to the phones back uh, right now. Eight eight zero five seven six three. We got full phone lines. Ed is calling in. Ed, what's going on? How much? How are you? Ed, I'm doing fine. Ed, this has been a long day, but we're wrapping it up the only way that we want to wrap it up. I'm minor talk. Give us what you thought about today. Well, you know, it, it, you just said it. You just said it a couple of seconds ago, and it's the conclusion that I came to is that, you know, we don't we don't do a lot of screen passes. We don't really use our tight end. We don't really uh, we don't do we don't do sweeps. We don't do little passes to the running back going uh, out of the backfield. Uh, our offense is basically predictable when it shouldn't be. When we have those third and fours or second and fours, we're just too predictable. We're really just running right up in between the tight ends, and and that's the problem. Uh, we're just we're just too predictable. And when we got to the end, I mean, there we were. We, we were down on the 10-yard line. We had, what, a minute to go, and all we had to do was score a touchdown. We would have had him down by four points. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me bring this in, Ed, because I need to explain this one. This is the key drive here. UTEP drives all the way inside North Texas territory. They have it third and five. They can't get a play to go. Instead, you know, and, and they were kind of aggressive. I, not aggressive at all. I didn't like the sense of urgency there by Dana Dimmel in the play calling, and I, I feel like they settled for that field goal right there to just tie the game. They were playing for the tie. They were playing for overtime right there going 17-17. Yeah. I agree with you. And 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 some of the plays that we've used, I mean very rarely over the course of the season, we we're, we don't use tight ends. We don't use Trent Thompson. We don't do really do screen plays. I can count all those plays on one hand. It we're just so predictable and when we think of we we look at these teams and we say, "Oh, they're not a run really good run defense team." But they are because you can see them stacking the line. You can see them bringing players up, and they know what's going on. It's just too predictable. But I still love this team. I'm going to say one thing here. We are going to beat Rice, and we are going to be very competitive against UAB. We're going to have a chance to break the Eastern time zone. That's how I feel. Okay, got it. Ed, appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. 8805763. A lot of phones to get to. We've got Alex Nicholas joining us on the phones. We've got next week out Ronnie. And then afterward, we got Mineto who's joining us. Everybody stick around with us as we continue here on Minor Talk. Let's go to Alex first. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Contact the Oscar Arieta Agency. I- 915-400-6000 for all your insurance needs. Stick around for Minor Talk. We've got uh, awards to hand out today. It's the hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Also, our Player of the Game Award brought to you by Keats Southwest. Let's go to our phone lines right now. Welcome on Alex Nicolas, who joins us on the phones. Alex, you you know this team re- really well. You know both these teams very well. First off, I want to start off with football because you've never been high on this coaching staff. You're, you're somebody who, uh, you know, you you, you see what happens with this football team, and early on when they were having success, you were claiming that this team had, you know, wins against some lesser quality opponents. Now they've dropped three straight. I mean, what what does this UTEP football team do next, Alex? 
Uh, you know, they got to figure it out on offense. I think that's where you really pinpoint going forward for next week against Rice. Uh, you know, the last caller's a little confident there, um, you know, about beating Rice. And, and Rice is an improved team. You know, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Miners, especially after a loss like today. You know, that's that's a demoralizing loss. I, I saw your tweet about, uh, you know, about the, uh, an upset locker room. Um, you know, that takes a few days to get going, you know. So it, it's going to be a long process, but if it's going to happen – it's got to happen at home this week. Um, you know, UAV has an important game next week and then an important game, uh, obviously, with UTEP to end the season. But if there's an opportunity to get to seven wins to uh, ensure that bowl game, um, you know, it starts this week against Rice. And you got to start with the offense. You know, what does Dana Dimbo do? Um, what can you implement this late in the season to make your offense more diverse? I think that's really the big question um, that UTEP fans should be asking themselves. You know, how, how do you proceed with – with making your offense more diverse as a personnel-wise. Um, you know, didn't like any of the second-down play calling all day today. Um, there was a All the runs? Third. Yeah, I, I, that and, you know, it just wasn't diverse. You know, they, they would they put a fullback out in motion on a second-down play. Um, you know, that was the play where it, it looked like there was a potential pass interference on Jacob Cowling, but here nor there, um, you know, the lack of diversity, I think, is, just, is the big, big uh, issue, especially this late in the season when your film's already out there, like your caller said before. Um, you know, pretty predictable as far as formations goes of what UTEP's trying to do offensively. Alex Nicolas, you can follow him on Twitter at NicolasAlex915. Check out his work with us on Football Friday Night online at 600ESPNElPaso.com. He joins us on the phone lines as we continue. we got full lines right now here on Minor Talk as we continue. Stick with us. My, uh, Alex, I want to go back to this UTEP football team and, and just kind of the state of the program right now and just how, how it's uh, being perceived right now after losing three straight. If you're in the locker room, and, and I was telling this to Sal off air, if you're in the locker room and you're on the offensive side, you might be pointing your finger at the defense saying, hey, you blew it. There was only a minute left and you you let that pass go. If you're in that locker room on defense, you might be pointing the finger at the offense saying, hey, you guys couldn't get any points on the board. We held North Texas to 20 points. We did our part. This is This has got to be an emotional loss all around for UTEP. No doubt, and, and you know, especially defensively, when when you probably feel like your offense left a lot of points on the field, particularly in that first half. Um, you know, after UTEP jumped out to that lead after that that first touchdown pass, you felt like UTEP may find something there um, to aid the defense because the defense was playing well. Um, you know, it's just it, it's it's really the same story, really under Dana Dimmel, where you know the defense can hold just for so long. Uh, you know, talking about mid to late third quarter when you know when the offense starts to figure things out or broken plays happen, which I think really North, would, would benefit in North Texas in certain situations. And, you know, it does it does weigh on you. And, and you know, with two games left, um, you know, one game, like I mentioned, like the caller mentioned, it, it is winnable on paper. And then one, um, you know, where you, you may be playing spoiler for somebody trying to go for a conference championship. So, you know, a lot has to get going. And, and you know, what also spoils it, too, is, you know, now, you know, thinking about breaking that bowl win streak and, and getting into a good bowl game. You know, now that's really in question as well, and that can can really got, you know come into you know in, into that psyche late in the season. And UTEP hasn't had this type of success in a long, long time, and that's what also worries me too is about you know building off, building off of of, an, of negative of a negative streak. Can this team find it in them? Can this coaching staff find it in them? And that's what we're going to find out throughout the week. Um, you know, you get to seven wins, that's overachieving. You know, I think a six and six season. Um, you know, you losing your last four games in conference, you know, that puts a, a sour taste, obviously, in the fan base mouth. But obviously, in that locker room, you know, to, to think that there was an opportunity that slipped out of their hands. And, 
you know, that's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, more mentally, uh, more than anything, and just get this team, you know, psyche back to focusing on Rice and, and going back to that week-to-week uh, type of mantra that they were seemed like they were following uh, pretty solidly early on in the season. Alex, I want to wrap it up by talking UTEP hoops with you. Uh, New Mexico State beats the Miners 77-71. to This is the Aggies' 10th win in Las Cruces, 10th consecutive victory over the Miners. They have not beaten. Uh, UTEP has not beaten NMSU at the Pan Am Center since 2010 when Tim Floyd was here in his first season at UTEP. Uh, the Miners fall in this one. What were your thoughts as uh, UTEP battled back? They were down big in the second half and then made it a little bit closer toward the end. You know, you saw some flashes of what this team could be, um, but obviously the big question is offensively. You know, who's going to be that go-to score? What's going to be their bread and butter? That still hasn't been figured out, but what I think has been figured out is how hard this defense is going to play. Um, also, their defensive schemes and their principles. I think it, it really, in that first half, for about a good seven to eight minute stretch, it was UTEP's defense really keying them in this game and, and really brought them to, to be just down at, at five at half. Where watching that first half, you felt like maybe New Mexico State should be up by 15 to 20 points. So, they defend hard. They play hard defensively. Um, you know, I, I like the, the, the their aggressiveness as far as jumping the passing lanes and, and gambling at the right times. That's something that was evident even going back to that Western New Mexico game. But obviously on the offensive side, that, that's going to be a key. Um, can they develop another shot maker besides Sule Boom? Um, and, of course, Jamal Biennemi. You know, is, is, you know a guy, a guy uh, the North Alabama transfer, his name is Yeah, Christian right Agnew. Uh-huh. He disappeared tonight, you know what I mean? And he's one of those guys that I feel needs to be that third scorer, um, you know, that, that, that offset shooter, that off-ball shooter. That was sort of exposed today against a very lengthy uh, New Mexico team who really pressured the Miners. And I thought the Miners handled that pressure well. Um, but like I mentioned, that third option has to emerge at some point. Um, but a lot of good, um, obviously more bad, you know, the offensive fouls and, and – and, this other area, too, which I think could help as games go on in going back to the Western and West game. A lot of missed layups, a lot of missed wide open shots, hopefully with, with, with some game uh, minutes and game speed going uh, going uh, ahead of them. Maybe that can help out. But, you know, obviously a work in progress, but still some really good positives, and it really lies on the defensive side. And obviously the big glaring issue is the rebounding. I mean, that was obviously exposed against what Chris Jans deems, too. They, they crush you on the boards, and um, you know those three. Uh, I felt Coach Golding's pain with those three. Uh, those three missed uh, rebound opportunities off oh. the free throws, which gave New Mexico State extra possessions. The one with an and one. Now those those you could tell the inexperience um, of this team sort of playing together. You know those are things that could be ironed out in the next few weeks. Yeah, Miners lose the rebound margin today by ten thirty nine twenty nine in this well, one, Alex. Worse. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Alex, great job as always, man. Thanks so much for joining us here on Minor Talk. You have a great weekend, man. Hey, man, you too, Agent. All right, Alex Nicholas joining us on the phone lines right now. We got Ronnie, then we got Eric, 8805763, telephone number if you'd like to weigh in. Uh, if you've had trouble getting into the show, now is the time to give us a call at 8805763. One line is now available. Let's go out to Ronnie, who's joining us on the phone lines. Ronnie, busy day for UTEP. No doubt, no doubt, man. I've got a chance to watch all of it. Where do you want to start? Let's start football. Let's start chronologically. Or or give me the latest on women's basketball if you got a chance to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> right now, women's basketball, women's volleyball are carrying you. That's right. You're exactly right, program. Ronnie. 
in terms of athletic programs, that those should be getting the most. I hope they're getting a big chunk of that uh, uh, horrible TV deal that uh, CUSA gives out because those programs are the only things positive. Uh, to start with football, I, I, I believe I've said this since last year. I said it in the um, early in the in the fall, and I'm going to say it now. Uh, center really needs to take a hard look, and he really needs to call. Gary Patterson and make Gary Patterson tell him no. Dimmel is not the guy for this program. He's going to go down with one winning season on his record under this contract that he has now. And I know everybody's going to say, well, he's going to a bowl game, Ronnie. But you know what? If we, you know what separates the mid majors and the high majors? It's not the dollars that they have, it's the cutthroatness. And it's that they want what they pay for and they want it now. They don't want to wait. They don't want to play, oh, well, you got us to a bowl game out of a four or five year contract. That's just simply not good enough, man. Like, that's not good enough. Like, you have to say, as an athletic director, is this guy going to be able to continue this success? And the answer is no, man. If you look at the Miners' record, they beat nobody that is a winning football team. Every win they got, each team that they beat will finish under 500 and will not go to a bowl game. That means they didn't beat anybody who was even competitive, let alone going to be in a bowl game. So to think that they're going to go to a bowl game and play Somebody that's got at least six wins and win is, is ridiculous. And now that the transfer portal is in effect, do you guys really think Jacob Cohen is coming back? Hell no, man. Some big school's going to snag that kid and say, hey, come over here, man. Come over here and score all those yards over here and go to the NFL. And I don't blame the kid like because you have to be cutthroat in this business, man. And you know what? It's interesting he mentions that because uh, earlier I was like, I'm going to look up a stat but make sure I got it right. And UTEP has only one win against a team that currently has four wins. All their wins are against teams that have four wins or less, and there's only one with four, that being Old Dominion. Yeah, and they won't be able to get to six because the season's about to end. So, I mean, like, they haven't beat anybody, that, like I said, even as a remotely competitive program. So you can't brag about the wins they got. I mean, sure, they're going to a bowl game, but, man, the way this is going, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, it's just not good. I would make Gary Patterson tell me no. And for those people who are going to say, oh, you're crazy, Ronnie. Really? Because Clay Helton left USC, which is a bigger school than TCU, and where is he coaching at now? Georgia Southern, which is a worse school than UTEP. So don't tell me I'm crazy because you know what? When a guy is a football fiend and wants to coach, guess what he'll do? He'll humble himself, he'll take a pay cut, and he'll stay in the game. Because when you freeze, left Ole Miss and went to Liberty, people thought he was crazy. And now guess what? Liberty's one of the better mid-major programs. So I know what I'm talking about. Gary Patterson would take a hard look at this program because he's a true football head. You only need him for two years to hire somebody young that he likes, groom him, get the program where it needs to be, and hand it off to somebody and ride off into the sunset to a bigger school, whatever. But you got to do something, man, because demo is not the long-term answer. And I've been wow. saying that going back this time last year, and I'll stick by that. I will stick by that. Ronnie, I, I just want to – because you, you've been hard on Gavin Hardison, and uh, you, you said that he's not, um, I guess, the, the right guy or a good fit or whatever you ended up saying. Point is, you've pointed out some of his flaws that he's had over you know over the course of the season, over the course of his career at UTEP. Look, I, we had a great stack come in, and I, I won't, I won't um, give this one out because Sal Montes was the one who found this one. Sal, do you, do you want me to cue this one up, or should um, I cue this up? I've, I've got it in front of me because I can't get over this stat this one is the best stat that i heard all night long all right so i don't know how many games uh 19 19 starts out of 19 starts uh for gavin hardison guess how many games he has a passing completion percentage of 65 percent or more okay i guessed in all full disclosure we talked about this off air when we were talking about this i guessed okay gavin hardison has had at least eight games where he's completed 65 percent or more of his passes i guess that how many is it sal it is three. 
oh. three games, and I think the most recent one may have been La Tech. I know one of them was against Lotte. That's exactly right. I just don't know if it was this year or last year. This year. And that 65%, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's literally at 65.8 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was 65.3. like 65.3. It was like 65.5. So it was right yeah. on the mark. And, and Sal, that was a great stat that you brought up. Uh, Gavin Hardison, I've been a big defender of his. I thought that he's, uh, you know, really, really been UTEP's guy at the quarterback position, but I'm worried about him. Uh, Rodney, I just, uh, Rodney, I just wanted to mention that one right there just because you've talked about Gavin Hardison a lot on this show. Yeah, and I didn't want to come on here and slam the kid. I think today's decision is more about about demo. The well, well, that's the thing. And, and wait, I just want to jump in real quick. I, I want to jump in real quick there, Ronnie, because I'm not throwing this all on Hardison. I actually think, and we talked about this, how much a percentage would you blame Dana, Dana Dimmel for Gavin Hardison's inefficiencies in games? And I think I'd blame uh, the head coach, not, not the head coach just alone. I'd blame the coaching staff in general for some of his inefficiencies at times. Yeah, it's um, it's just like I said, you know, he he makes a he makes a great play late in the fourth to get the ball down the field, and what if Demo do it decides to to play it safe at, at North Texas homecoming, which I have no idea why your bread and butter all season has been throwing the ball. So, hey man, you're at the twenty yard line, air that thing out. Let's you know let's let's get seven more points on the board. But for whatever reason, he thought that you know he could kick the field goal, which he did, and he thought his defense was just going to hold, which has been the the ugly stepchild all season, like. You know, things are what they are, man. We're in, what, week nine or ten? Like, things don't switch up all of a sudden. If your defense has been a struggle all year, guess what? It's, it's going to cost you the longer you play. And if your offense throwing the ball is your strength, guess what? That's how you're going to have to win games. You're not going to be able to outfool anybody or whatever it may be. And I think that today's – like, I didn't even know that stat's a great stat, Sal, but that's my point, was that Senator will bring – then we'll back, and then we'll bring Hardison back. He won't go into portal and get a real kid from a P5 school because he'll say, hey, he's my guy. So you got all these people playing all this loyalty stuff. But at the end of the day, <laughs> how many more years will it be till UTEP goes to a bowl after this season? That's, yeah. that's what should be the real poll question. That's how many good, more yeah. years under the demo administration will it be because everybody's going to be loyal. Senator's going to be loyal to Demo. Demo's going to be loyal to Hardison. But, man, when you build a program, go look at Mel Tucker in Michigan State. He got over there and said, man, we're not very good. I'm sorry, guys. You might be great kids, but I got to get better, and I got to get better quickly. I'm going to the transfer port. If you want to stay and beat out a guy, great. If you don't, no problem. And that's what you got to do today, man. You got to be cutthroat, man. Those rules exist for a reason. Ronnie, let, let's wrap it up. Let's talk uh, UTEP hoops real quick. UTEP falls to New Mexico State 77-71. to Give me your thoughts on the Miners' debut uh, with Joe Golding in Las Cruces for the first time in this rivalry series. They play harder than they did last year, but they're going to have the same issues. I think Sule Bull was 6 of 18. Jamal Benjamin's uh, 5 of 15. They're just letting those guys just jag up any shot that they want. And uh, they did that last year, and they won 12 games. But this year, with the league being better, I'm going to tell you, man, they're going to really struggle to get to 500 if they're going to continue that offensive play style because there's just no accountability on good shot, bad shot at all. It's just, hey, just come down, do what you want. And as you saw in today's game, just like last year, Bad shot leads to a rebound, leads to a weak out, leads to a steal, leads to a handle left for the other team. And before you know it, five-point lead goes to 12-17, to 17 and now you're trying to fight back in it. But you just can't beat the good teams like that. And I, and I don't think that's a golden thing. I think that's just a part of what they have, is that they just have no choice but to live and die with the, uh, the uh, leash being so long, if you will. They don't have the cerebral smart players like a Gonzaga or a Villanova where they can kind of – you know, hold some guys accountable and guys make good decisions. Guys are just out there playing off emotions and 
it's not going to change until Sule Boom and those guys leave and Golden can get his own guys in there. I mean, that's just what it is. Ronnie, appreciate you calling in, man. Great to hear from you, and have a great rest of your weekend. You too, buddy. All right, Ronnie, joining us here on the phone lines, 880-5763. Two lines available now here on Minor Talk. If you've been trying to get in, now is the time to do it. Uh, let's go to Eric. He's been pr- patiently waiting here uh, through this stretch. Eric, thanks for giving us a call as we continue here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Eric, go ahead. What do you think of today? Well, first of all, it's hard to, it's hard to talk Ronnie because, you know, he always brings the heat. You know, I'm kind of scared of talking to him, but all right, I'll try it. No, um, you you got this. Go ahead, Eric. You got this. Um, I don't know. Where, do, where, where are we starting, Adrian? Where do we want to start? Go ahead. Go for football. All right, so for football, um, you know, I, I couldn't watch the beginning of the game because I was at work. But no worries. I, I didn't saw, either. I was at UTEP women's basketball, so go ahead. But I saw the highlight of Gavison, Gavin's um, – 76-yard bomb that he throws to Cowing. I was like, okay, maybe this might be the game. And then I guess they came back to Earth and realized they were UTEP. But I just don't get it because look at North- last season, UTEP throws in their cheerleaders and they lose to North Texas by two points. And yet this season they have everybody healthy and all their starters are playing. And yet, uh, they, wait, 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 there, Eric. Remember, they've got a lot of secondary guys out. Bobby DeHaro out from this game in their offensive line. In this one, they lost Josh Caldwell, their starting cornerback. They didn't go into this one with their two safeties and Justin Prince and Davion Inyang. So, no, they did not go into this one completely healthy. In fact, I think they left this one with a lot more scratches on them than they came in. They were healthy enough on offense, and they were not healthy enough on offense last season. Hardison played this game. Artisan didn't play the last game. Sure, yeah, sure. Got it. Are we is everybody just gonna ignore the fact that the refs gifted North Texas the most earliest Christmas gift ever? And the fact that that was not a uh, kick catch interference call? Like is everybody just not gonna call that out? That was a BS call. It was nowhere near the guy that was gonna catch him. He muffs it and then UTIP recovers it like it's a five. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dana Dimmel called it game-changing. So, I mean, it was it was a costly, uh, you know, costly uh, call by the refs that they, they, they threw that flag in the muffing the, I guess, kick-catch interference off that muff punt. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. Like, that was horrendous. No, I'm with you. Eric, I'm totally with you on that one. Hey, give me your thoughts on UTEP basketball before we let you go, man. Hey, this basketball team, I will give them that. They did fight, and they did prove – that they're gonna, they're not gonna go down without a fight. But if you look at, I mean, it's like Ronnie said, they live by the three and they die by the three. They were just jacking up shots, hoping that they would go in. And it's like I said at the beginning of the year too, who is gonna be that next guy to step up since Bryson's gone? And is it Sule? Who knows? But looking at this team, like actually looking at them in person, yeah, man, JB really like. It looks really different. And the JB for New Mexico State, man, he's a stud. He is a real baller. McCants is a real baller, too. Yeah, are you talking about Teddy Allen with uh, New Mexico State? 
Now Jabari Rice. Oh, okay. I'm with you. I, I like that. Jabari Rice was a stud today. 15.6 of 11 shooting. Good point there, Eric. He had uh, he also had in this one two rebounds in 28 minutes of action, three steals on defense. Eric, great job, man. Thanks for giving us a call here on Minor Talk, 8805763, telephone number to get into the show. Uh, let's take a timeout right now. A lot of tweets to get to. We also have Milkman, who's joining us next on the phone lines. We'll get to him right after we hit this break. You're listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Arietta Agency is built on these principles too. At the Oscar Arietta Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarArietaAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Go Miners! Wind Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at Supply El Paso.com. 600 ESPN El Paso and 95.5 KLAQ present UTEP Football 2021. Hi, this is Adrian Broaddus with Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Final home game of the season, Saturday, November 20th against Rice. And after the game, get ready for Minor Talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP basketball and Coach Joe Golding. Coach Golding has made some changes, and so has Longhorn Distributing. We've added ceramic coatings to our store. We've expanded our service department to give faster and more efficient service on pressure washers and cleaning equipment. Longhorn Distributing is the only distributor for hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. We're located at 5516 East Paisano, so call us for a demonstration at 772-9092. Experience the Fall Healing Festival presented by Sublante Wellness Clinic. Learn more about local nonprofits like Sunny Farms. Await your census at Sunny Farm. Follow us at Sunny Farm EP. EP Pride. Visit our booth for El Paso Sun City Pride. Visit us on any of our social media platforms and online at suncitypride.org. And Planned Parenthood. Visit us at the Planned Parenthood booth to learn more about our services or visit us at plannedparenthood.org. The Fall Healing Festival starting at 10 this Saturday at 5857 North Mesa. Wind Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United Bank. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. 
880-5763. That's our telephone number. If you'd like to weigh in, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Oh, man. I, if we could put all our tweets into a book, we'd have a pretty lengthy book here. That's for sure. Uh, we got some awards to hand out later on in the show. It's our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Also, our player of the game. Thanks to Keith Southwest. Wind Supply El Paso. You can keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter. Winter's right around the corner with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso is the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. To locate your nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. And then also with Keith Southwest, they bring us our Player of the Game Award every after every UTEP basketball game. They deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. You can learn more about them online today at KeithSSW.com. 8805763 as we continue here on Minor Talk. Also want to get to some tweets. Again, we're talking every kind of UTEP sport, whether it's UTEP women's basketball. Big shout out to them. Got a chance to call their game. I was so happy to do it. They beat North Dakota by 20 today, 89-69. Huge win for the Miners. And it was Destiny Thurman, 23 points, career high. Alina Arike, 19 points, career high. Also 15 rebounds, a double-double performance by her. Great performances uh, by the UTEP Miners. Katia Gallegos also with 16 in the victory. Also, we're talking UTEP football. A collapse in the end. They lose 2017. They've lost third straight, uh, three in a row. Um, and they lose to North Texas today out in Denton. The Miners will have to regroup. They've got Rice at home next week. They've got um, UAB on the road in the final week. That one's on Black Friday right after Thanksgiving. And then um, also UTEP men's basketball loses on the road to New Mexico State 77-71. to We could talk all about it here as we continue here on Minor Talk 8805763. The cool thing about the Oscar Adietta Agency is they've teamed up with us on a ticket giveaway after every Minor Talk. So this is awesome. So what we'll be doing with this, and Sal, we talked about this right now. We were kind of going back and forth. We were thinking, okay, if we got trivia, unfortunately, uh, we're going to clog up the phones. and We're not going to get to all our, our callers right here. But what we're going to do is we're going to have our caller of the show win a pair of tickets to the Northern New Mexico College game this, uh, this upcoming week for the men's basketball team. You get a chance to watch Joe Golding in the minors for the first time, 7 o'clock tip-off, and that one comes up this week. We'll give you two tickets. They're good seats. All you have to do is give us a call, 880-5763. Let Sal know that you want to be entered into this contest. What he'll do is he'll write down your phone number, and at the end of the show, we'll give our award to the best caller. They'll win a pair of tickets to this basketball game. And if you called in earlier and you still want to participate, all you have to do is give us a call as well. You don't even have to go on the radio with us. Uh, but that would probably defeat the purpose of Caller of the Show, right? Maybe if it's yeah. uh, somebody with a really cool name or somebody that, like that, they could say something off air. Maybe that would be the right thing, right? Yeah, definitely. If you called in, definitely give us a call. That way we could log your phone number down. But um, if you don't get on the air, if you don't want to get on the air, let me rephrase that. If you don't want to get on the air but you want to qualify – you got to give me something funny, something awesome. Yeah. Um, something that we can relay, yeah, right? Definitely. I like it. 8805763 telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk. Manny David tweets the show at Garcia underscore 25. The way they played today and talking about UTEP football, they won't beat Rice. They won't beat UAB. They'll finish 6-6. Six and six. Oh, well, at least they have the New Mexico Bowl to look forward to. And, hey, basketball season is here. Hashtag Minor Talk. 
Alex at the Sun King 11 tweets us, that's the definition of, of a heartbreaking loss right there for UTEP football. Tough to take the past three losses, but especially this one, man. Still love these guys, and the fight they showed makes me wonder, though, will they win again this year after a loss like this? Good point, Alex. That's a great question. Uh, more on UTEP football. This coming from Razul Douglas's church founder. This one, defensive collapse and play calling, or playing it safe to secure the field goal instead of trying to score a touchdown. That's the issue. Fernie B at Ferndog03 tweets us, the ending is called minor law. Whatever can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong. Man, if we had a tweet of the show, that would be up for contention right there. Yeah, that's a good idea for the future. We'll see. Most definitely. I like it. At Leo underscore minor fan tweets us, I put most of the blame on the offense. They didn't seem ready to play, but I also blame Dimmel. Some blame goes to the defense, but they can't do everything either. Good point there, Leo. Appreciate the t- uh, the tweet here as we continue on Minor Talk. 8805763 as we continue. Let's go to Milkman, who's joining us on the phone lines. Milkman, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Going okay, man. How about you? Uh, yeah, well, I, I watched uh, both the uh, football and basketball. All right, where do we start, man? Well, <laughs> I guess um, the thing that's bothering me the most, uh, we'll talk about basketball first. Um, so I watched them last year, and I thought, well, you know, maybe the maybe something will change by next year. But I got to tell you, I didn't I didn't watch the Western New Mexico game, but uh, man, uh, I see them go down the court and just heave a, a three-pointer up. I mean, there's no I, – I couldn't agree more with your other callers that were talking about their shot selection. Like, I, it, it, it's, it's to the point where it's, it's aggra- aggravating to watch. I can't even – I'm like, what are you doing? Like, nobody's working it under to the basket. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I, I, I don't understand it. it. It makes no sense. I mean, even if, you, even if you go in and miss, I mean, at least you're trying. But, I mean, just heaving these balls from, you know, three-point land and obviously missing – uh, that's that's not going to get it done. I, I mean, that is really, really aggravating. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. And somebody asked me, why does Joe Golding have his guys kind of pass up the easy bucket when they have a wide open lane for a three-point attempt? Uh, and I, I feel, again, I've said this last year with Rodney Terry when they did it. I said it the year before when Rodney Terry tried to attempt more three-pointers. And uh, I'll say it again. This is where college basketball is. I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of the brand of, of basketball that we see in college sports today, uh, especially in basketball. But uh, I'll say that, they just chuck up the three. Everybody's analytics driven. Three points is more more than two, and a lot of these coaches they'll live and die by the three. They don't care. They they don't care if it's a low you know if it's a low percentage shot at times. They want to try these attempts, and they think that if they take enough of these three point attempts, then it'll work out for them in the in the end. And I'm with you, man. I, I feel like the shot selection wasn't there tonight. I feel like half of it is a product of not really you know being um, I guess acclimated, fully acclimated with each other. And kind of not really knowing where they should go offensively as a team, and I also think that um, it has to do with being in a hostile environment. It, you know, it's a rivalry game, a lot on the line for UTEP. They want to prove to the UTEP fan base that they can win on the road against the Aggies, and uh, it's a tough place to play. So, yeah, I, I think that the shot selection. That's a tough one to, to look at after this game. I think it was pretty rough, and hopefully they clean that up next week. They've got a really tough game next Friday against Pacific, so hopefully that's the one where you can see them clean that up. 
Well, I'm 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 really praying that that happens because I got to tell you, like I just said, it, it's hard to watch. I mean, it, it, I would feel better if they missed a shot, at least working it to try and get the best shot. I mean, but this isn't this isn't fun to watch. It's not. It, it's 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 aggravating. You know, I mean, it, it's it it blows me away that they would do that. But I mean, I guess I guess enough people have said that that you know. <laughs> We've made our point, but good lord! I wow. hear you. Hey, give me what give me what you thought about uh, football. Well, okay, so on football, obviously, I'm disappointed. I mean, everybody, I'm sure, is disappointed. Um, but I gotta say, you know, going back to the beginning of the year, you have to you have to go back into what our mindset was. Did we really think that that we'd be at you know six wins as early as we were? I mean, I didn't. I thought you know maybe we'll do better than last year, but you know I I mean we we clearly the first half of the year did much better than we thought we were going to. It's been a definite downturn the last you know what weeks. Um, I'm hoping they can get it going again, but the offense they I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do, but. They got to figure it out because the, the the defense obviously every game enough for them to win and the them down. I mean, you, you just you, you can't you can't keep depending on the defense to to uh, win the game for you. But you know, I, I, all I know is as disappointed as I am, I'm still happy that they're they're bowl eligible. And I didn't think that they would be at the beginning of the year, so we still have to go back in that mindset. I know. Once they became six and one, we all thought, "Oh man, they're they're going to be world beaters." But you know, it's baby steps. You know, so we, we we are better than last year. So maybe next year it'll be even better. And and we still have a bowl game to look forward to. So, how many how many more you know, wins do they have left under the season? Well, see, if you would ask me earlier today, I might have given you a different answer. But um, I'm thinking they should at least win one more. Um, to be honest, next with week you, they could. Win. Um, uh, probably, yeah. Okay. All um, right. Uh, that's what I would say. Um, <clears throat> they could win two, but to be honest with you, the way I saw them play today, I I don't see it. Um, but again, you know, I was wrong about when they get the six wins too. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe they'll maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe this is just a bad turn for the season. But you know, again, gotta gotta at least. Remember that we didn't think they'd be there at this point, but I do have I do have one other question for you. And this, okay, this comes from the games with today. He always asks, he's like, why don't they go out and get guys from the track team to you know fast guys to play uh, to play football? So I, I just figured I'd throw that out to you because he's always yeah, asking good, good that question. Me to ask that. I like that man, and hey, really appreciate it, Milkman. Appreciate your phone call. Great job as always. We'll answer that one off air. Uh, hey, I feel like. I feel like UTEP uh, tried to tap into the track early into Dana Dimmel's career here at UTEP, uh, the track team that is. They had one or two guys who played both sports, and uh, it just didn't work out. That was just bottom line. I know that there are some current players, some like standout players, who also ran track back in high school. Like Ronald Awat is a prime example of that. He was yeah. a uh, he, he was actually like I think he went to state uh, uh, for track, so like he was a really really good track track and field athlete. And I think he chose not to be the dual sport athlete here at UTEP. Uh, he was I think. 
he had a, you know maybe plans or ideas to do so uh, from interviewing him and talking with him. But no, he stuck with just a single sport. I think it's difficult in today's college uh, athletics, and especially with spring ball. This UTEP football team was trying to be laser focused over the past couple off seasons. So I, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Uh, I'm with you though. I, I feel like you know getting some sprinters, getting some runners like that could be beneficial. It's just tough. It, it's tough to gauge how much that could really help out. But it's a great question. I've heard that uh, you know asked a bunch of different times. So I'm glad he brought that up. You know what's interesting is um, well, well, two points I want to make. One, or it's rather a question. I don't know if the COVID rules kind of affect it in any way. I don't know if that might have anything to do with it. But the other one, completely unrelated, but kind of, is I know a former, uh, I know of a former minor star on football who also was on the track team. It's a wide receiver, right? Nope. Who? Uh, I mean, probably, but not the one I'm thinking of. Who? Donald Buckram. Oh, great yeah. one. Great name. That's awesome there, Sal. I appreciate you you mentioning that one. 880-5763. We've cleared the phone lines right now, but we're giving away two men's basketball tickets uh, for next week's game against Northern New Mexico College. You get to watch the UTEP men's basketball team. All you have to do is give us a call. Tell Sal that you want to be entered in to this contest. If you called us before, give us a call back. We'll still enter you in. All we need is your phone number and give us a call at 880-5763. Telephone number as we could continue going back to twitter still a lot of tweets to get to really this is the time where we catch up on twitter uh we put up a poll earlier how many more wins does utep football win including the bowl game uh we've had almost two actually almost 150 votes on this one um the one win is leading the way right now at 43% of the votes. Zero wins is coming in at second. There are some fans, there are 33% of fans right now who think that UTEP might not get a single win as the rest of the season continues. Isn't that crazy, Sal? It's crazy when we looked at it before this game. Or, you know, even going into the UTSA game, it was crazy to think that. But Are you now, saying this is not far-fetched? It's not far-fetched. Wow. It, it, it really isn't because you go up against a team that has a reverse record from you, and I guess it's still a reverse record right now. UTEP 6-4 and four, as uh, North Texas is 4-6. and six. But what I'm getting at, though, is that these are games that the Miners are supposed to win. I yeah. mean, they won games they were supposed to win earlier on in the season. And now going up against Trice, I mean, that confidence going into that matchup isn't the same as it was before the FAU game, before the UTSA game. So it's changing, but, I mean, we'll see what happens next week. Let's go back to Twitter. Ralph Frescas tweets us, inconsistent offense again, and in my opinion, very questionable play calling by Coach Dimmel again. The running game has gone completely away, and the offensive line is so good. So are the very talented uh, running backs. And he said, so is the good uh, t- and very talented running backs. Can't leave it all to the defense. That's what Raul Frescas tweets us on the show. Um, let's bring it up, Sal. Let's let's talk about the deleted tweets because we yeah. have to. It, it was it was very juicy after the game. We saw them come in. It was uh, Dion Hankins' mom who tweeted a bunch of series of, of tweets in this one. Uh, very displeased with the with the game. She said this quote: "I'm frustrated. It's time for a change." She also tweeted out, "I'm done." He's only in for a couple plays, so I'm so frustrated. This coming from Dion Hankins' mom. Uh, she's a great person. She's been on this show before here on uh, in 600 ESPN El Paso in these Lubin Go Studios. And, uh, you know, when you have a parent going on Twitter and voicing their frustrations at, at times, and also you have somebody like, you know, Dion Hankins who only has five carries in this game, 
That run game has been completely non-existent, Sal. What happened? Mm-hmm. Because going into the season, we thought the two strong areas for the Miners were their defensive line and their running back group. Number one, the defensive line has come through, so let's give them credit. They, they've really shown up this year. Number two, with the running back group, it was Quadre Wadley, who's missed a lot of games. He, he played today, but he hadn't played since the Bethune-Cookman win. He's been dealing with injuries all season long. Remember, they've been really using Deion Hankins and uh, Ronald Awad a lot in this one. Willie Eldridge is set to redshirt, so they didn't really use him at all this year. Used uh, Ray Flores as kind of a scat back, but not really a true running back. Where has the running game gone? I mean, has it really existed even after the win against Bethune-Cookman? But what happened last year? I mean, Deion Hankins was an all-freshman, all-conference freshman Mm -hmm. as a running back. What happened to that? I mean, I have no answer for it. I could just pull out some guesses. Maybe not getting enough carries, but then when you look at the production, the Brothers is the question, you know, is it warranted? You know, are those extra carries extra carries warranted however you look at the injuries on the team well i mean why not but then you look at the entire uh, running back court as a whole and really just kind of been uh, lackadaisical or you can't depend on them as much as uh, you thought you could but then you also look at the offensive line who've been banged up as well i mean yeah. it's it's a circle of of reasons for whatever i mean i have no answer this is a team where uh, you look at the offensive line, and this is supposed to be one of the stronger groups returning. I mean, it's worked out in flashes, but just a lot of inconsistency all over that offense. And I think that's it right there, just inconsistency. Dion Hankins' mom deleted all the tweets, by the way. She, she did not want anybody to look at them. I screenshotted them. I'll be including them in my story. I think it's uh, it just shows where this program's at right now. It's, it's not... Um, it's it's disappointing after this loss right here from UTEP. They shouldn't have lost this game. Uh, well, I mean, when you watch the game, they should have lost for sure. They were losing seventeen to seven in the fourth quarter. But going into on paper, this one, yeah, going, yeah, going in. into this one on paper, they shouldn't have lost. And they came in as road fr- favorites, and they still fell uh, on the road to, in North in North Texas. Ramon Lopez tweets the show. I really hope to see this team bounce back, but it's going to be a really tough situation now with another empty stadium and a lot of poop talkers and I told you sowers <laughs> but it's probably justified after losing three straight uh yeah a low, um at Monch 915 is right when he tweets us this I don't know how how great of a crowd they're going to get against Rice. Um, I don't know. Uh, there is going to be a lot of buzz this week. There's going to be a lot of people who are out on this team this week. People who are going to say, I told you so, of course. He's he's exactly right. He, he, he hit this spot on. Sad UTEP. Oh, man, I love <laughs> this Twitter account. They're always really sad, and they always tweet us when they're very sad. Um, a series of, of thoughts that he sends us. Dana Dimmel, trash at play calling. Hardison, trash at quarterback. Yes, he is. UTEP secondary, a dumpster fire at the moment, no depth. And these refs should never ref again, but UTEP did it to themselves. That's all coming from sad UTEP on Twitter. Oh, man. Uh, you, you know what? I have something to say all because right. uh, th- there's a tweet that I sent out, and I want to read it. Here I am, so egotistical, right? But <laughs> th- this is my tweet from earlier on today. Hoping I can find it. Um, here it goes. Looks like UTEP's trotter had a foot. This is when um, the Miners had punted, and they downed it at the one, right? So uh-huh. context. Looks like UTEP's trotter had a foot on the line when downing the punt, but the ball placed at the one for UNT. Miners get a tackle in the end zone, but North Texas gets a first down a pair of plays later. How? 
I don't know. I don't think the West were looking. But these Conference USA refs may be atrocious, but at least they're consistent. Yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> they're consistently bad. I'm with you on that so, one. So one side can't really say that the refs lost in the game because they were horrible all the way around. Onward, at Leo underscore minor fan tweets us, Don't hate me. I hate me for it. But I picked zero wins for UTEP football for the rest of this year. Prove me wrong. I'll still be there to support against Rice. Oh, man. Leo underscore minor fan. He is the most positive guy there is, and he doesn't feel good about this one. That's tough. Uh, at UTEP minor fan one tweets us, can UTEP basketball take advantage of the COVID year scholarship allotment next season if Verhoeven, Boom, and uh, White decide to all return next season? By my count, that would give us four scholarships with Hollins being the only senior this year right. Uh, you're completely right. And Hollins, I, I believe, also could uh, – yeah, no, I think he's all he's a grad transfer. I got to double check on that one. But at UTEP fan, I, I do believe that all three of those that you mentioned, Verhoeven, Boom, and White, Emmanuel White for that matter, can all return next year because of their COVID year. But I will warn you about this, and this just has to be said. It's not just these three. It's for everybody on UTEP basketball. You got to worry about the transfer. You, ha- you definitely have to look at that transfer portal. Remember, Sule Boom wasn't able to transfer. So I, I know that, you know, I interviewed Coach Golding before the season started, and he was saying how excited that Sule Boom was about was about coming back. And I'm not singling him out. I'm just saying about, um, you know, this mm-hmm. team in general. You have to worry about transfers after the season. You constantly have to be recruiting your same players. That's just something to keep in mind, uh, you know, moving forward. That's just the nature of the business yeah. that is uh, the NCAA. So, I mean, although it's possible that players might leave UTEP, it's also possible that players might leave for UTEP. Too. Sure, I'm with you on that. Let's go back to Twitter. Um, this is from Leo underscore minor fan again. There were things that reminded me of the last three years, but it's okay. I still feel like this team looks better than it did before, even when it looked bad tonight. Patience, waiting for December, hashtag minor talk. I got it. I get you, man. Um, let's go back to some other tweets to get to from today. Uh, this coming from Kevin at Sleepy Kev Five. UTEP needs a big man at center. Bad. Hashtag minor talk. Um, UTEP lost a lot of recruiting battles over the offseason to try to get some bigs. I think that what you saw tonight is a product of uh, you know that they they tried to get some bigs to come in here to El Paso. They still got. They still managed to get guys like Jamari Sibley, Alfred Hollins. They got Kevin Kalu late in the recruiting mix um and you know those guys could be formidable players for the moving forward but i understand it you know the idea of trying to get someone with experience a big with experience in especially in scoring to try to help this team alfred hollins uh jamari sibley i like those two guys i just think that they're a little undersized you know for their position going into this game um utep had a couple different guys we're talking basketball now we're, we're having to shift our brain a lot and, and tra- you know back and forth with uh, both these games and all three of these games for that matter. Uh, Sule Boom, Jamal Biennemi, both of those guys had 34-plus minutes in this one. Keontae Kennedy totaled 32 minutes, and then Titus Verhoeven had 30 minutes in this game. But you saw Christian Agnew, you saw Alfred Hollins, and you saw Jamari Sibley play 15 or more minutes. That's your rotation right there, right, Sal? I, I feel like that's yeah. the guy. Those are the guys right there who they're looking at in big games to be pretty much their their players. And what what is that? We're talking about a seven man rotation with maybe Kevin Kalu coming in with nine minutes. You had Emmanuel White, Bonky Maring sprinkled in with two minutes each. Uh, I was surprised Bonky Maring starts on on Tuesday. Then he only plays um, two minutes in this one. But point is. UTEP went with pretty much a seven-man rotation. I mean, they they outside of Kevin Kalu who 
had nine in this one. And hey, he he was, you know, he had a pretty good game at times. He definitely got confused on defense, had two points. He had four rebounds. He had three fouls in nine minutes. But point is, um, UTEP kept a pretty tight rotation in this one. Yeah, you know what? I, I think it's going to vary throughout the season because – as aggressive as this defense is, or any defense for that matter, um, with what's the saying? With great power comes great responsibility. And one of uh, the things that you could run into uh, when it comes to trouble is foul trouble. You know, yeah. especially if you're an aggressive defense. So I think this team is going to rotate a lot at times. Uh, some for strategy in terms of you know keeping guys fresh and having some fresh legs out there. But more importantly, as aggressive as this defense is, uh, we saw a bunch of guys get into foul trouble early on. Um, this is from Leo underscore minor fan again. Without Bryson, and I'm not putting down Bryson for leaving anything, I respect his decision. I'm just saying that UTEP's got to have some ability to score after that. And that, that's what he was talking about right there. Adrian at Enemy Win 3 tweets us, This team reminds me of the old Tim Floyd teams. Good defense, but struggles to score. Too many three attempts, and Agnew was a liability. Why not play Satterfield in his hometown? Missed opportunities. Man, I agree with you, Adrian. I, I was going, ish when I read that tweet because Jarrell Satterfield's from Las Cruces. I, I did, was very surprised to not see him play in this one. Were you, Sal? Yeah, big time, especially when he had some, uh, good, some good spurts. There, Adrian? In the first game against Western and M. So a little bit questionable. However... I mean, Miners got the Aggies again December 3rd. Maybe sure. he'll pop in on that one. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys have a chance to keep trying to crack the rotation. I don't think the rotation is you know, done by any means, any means whatsoever. I feel like it's still wide open. Enrique Nava tweets us, how do you run out of timeouts at the nine-minute mark? Do we ever think about playing a zone? Could have helped rebounding and stopped the pick and roll. You know, Enrique, great question there because I asked uh, people around the UTEP men's basketball program what this defense thought about running a zone. And they have not implemented a zone in their arsenal. They've never ran a zone, uh, even at practice. They know how to break a zone, apparently, on offense, according to them. But no, they have not thought about a zone. And uh, I agree. I felt like, you know, if you have a rebounding issue, maybe the solution is, hey, let's try a, a, a zone defense or a zone approach. Maybe that would help things out. I don't know. That's just me, armchair um, basketball coach over here at the Lubingo Studios. I'm not there at the Pan Am Center uh, in front of 8,000. Fans. You, you know what? I mean, I get it, but at the same time, what good is defense going to do when you're shooting 5 for 19 from exactly. the three-point line? And then also, I mean, just let, let me look at the total field goal percentage, 42%. I mean, the Aggies were 52% on the day. Mm, you know, I don't know. Totally with you yeah. on that one, man. 880-5763, telephone number to get in. Joe Chacon with the series of tweets. UTEP football needs to find the offense. Can depend on the D to save at the day every game. Need to get turnovers. Make better cuts when running the ball and throw smarter passes. They're becoming predictable. UTEP men's basketball just needs to find the right five on the court when certain situations come up. Since we only played two games so far, how do you expect that? This is going to be a season when we're good and or we, when we grind it out and learn, but it won't be a losing season. I owe you all a, a <laughs> night on the town. Oh, that's right. He lost a bet. He bet us that UTEP would beat uh, New Mexico State in Las Cruces, and he said he'd buy drinks on the whole the whole night, Sal, so you better get ready. Whole night of drinks with Joe Chacon next time he's in town. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I want to be the caller of the show, Joe Chacon tweets. <laughs> I can't call since I use the app to listen out here. Where's the love? 
went to St. Louis, to Houston, to Cali, and still loyal listener, easy pick. I remember, or remember, I owe you all drinks when I get to town, hashtag repping from Cali now. We get it, Joe. We love it, and uh, we appreciate you tweeting in here on the show. But no, you have to call in at 880-5763. That's our telephone number in order to qualify for these tickets next week. It's UTEP men's basketball taking on Northern New Mexico College if you'd like to win these tickets. Um, this is coming from ATYYY8. He tweets us, looks like both UTEP basketball and football need some offense. Defense is there, but someone please help this UTEP program with offense on both sides. Yeah, he's right. He's right there, Sal. Mm-hmm. More more tweets to get to. This is from our friend Ivan Aguirre, who tweets us, El, at El Paso Visuals Deportivos. I was at the game, and yes, UTEP football lost, but there were a few plays when the ref blew some calls and the bench was not happy. Example is the punt that was dropped by North Texas and then the safety. Those could have been huge shifts in the game. Also, if they win their bowl game, um, the James lost. Uh, the games lost at the end of the season will be quickly forgotten. I'm with you. It's about how you finish, Ivan. Mm-hmm. Hey, they lose these next two games. No one will remember those two if they win a bowl game and snap uh, snap that long um, drought of not winning a bowl game since 1967. Oh, that's a very very long time. Yeah, most definitely. Those are the Texas Western jerseys that they were rocking, and uh, also looking at some. Uh, some online material. Want to give a shout out to uh, Larry Davis, a former minor. He was on the team that won their last bowl game. So, want to give a big, big shout out to him. He resides in the Dallas area, I believe, in Carrollton, and he's also coached uh, some teams to some championships. Don't oh. know if it's football or basketball, but uh, either way, the man's a, a champion in a lot of regards. So, big, big shout out to him. Hey, big shout out to Mr. E, who checks in on Twitter at Edward R8, um, and a bunch of numbers after that. Patience, second game. The team will come together. Coach is still trying to figure out what works. We will win the second battle with New Mexico State. I love it, Mr. E. I appreciate the optimism. And I and I agree with you, man. It's the second game. We're still going to learn a lot about this UTEP men's basketball team as it progresses. There are a lot of challenges, challenging non-conference games ahead. They have Pacific next Friday. I don't know if that's a win. In fact, I think that might be a loss right there for the Miners. You might already pencil that in as a loss. That's a very mm. tough game for the Miners to go on the road into a a West Coast Conference opponent like that and try to win on the road. Very tough uh, game for the Miners early on. And then talk about that really tough stretch they have late in November, early in, in December. You're talking about going on the road or hosting New Mexico State, then going on the road against Kansas, and then going on the road against New Mexico at the pit. I mean, that's a very tough stretch right there, Sal. Oh, and by the way, sandwiched in between all of this, UC Riverside, who just knocked off Arizona State, at home, ASU was in Tempe. They knocked uh, UC Riverside, knocked them off. Yeah. They come to El Paso here November 22nd. That's going to be a tough game too. Yeah, but you know what, though? I like that they're being tested early on, and I'm going to be real with you. I like that matchup against Pacific on the road. I think the, wow. Miners, I think the Miners have a chance. I mean, going up against New Mexico State, who's one of the best teams that the Miners play year in and year out, no matter who's on the schedule, um, a good, good test early on. I mean, granted, up next they have Northern New Mexico. So what do you really learn from a game against Northern New Mexico? I sure. Mean, let's be real. But um, as much issue or as many issues as we saw tonight that the Miners had, I think they'll get corrected throughout the season. I think they'll be addressed okay. and there will be some form of a remedy. Um, and if, if 
whatever they're doing is not working, I think Coach Golding will switch it up. So that way they can be effective and, and be successful in one form or another. So I like that matchup against um, Pacific. UC Riverside is going to be tough when they take on FAMU. I like that matchup at home. But you're right, that, that trio, Aggies, Kansas, and then also the Lobos and Ooh. two of those on the road. Yeah, uh, that's that's going to be real, real tough. But they're going to be tested early on. So when it comes time, you know, down the stretch in conference play, when these games matter a lot more, um, you know, they'll have that mental toughness around that point. If you would like to weigh in, if you if you have been waiting to try to get into the show and you haven't get uh, gotten a chance because the phone lines have been busy, give us a call now at 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. We're going to take a timeout right now. We still got a, our contest going on right now, giving away UTEP men's basketball tickets to Northern New Mexico College that's coming up this week at the Haskins Center. If you would like to uh, try to win that contest, all you got to do, give us a call, 915-880-5763. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arietta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Arietta Agency is built on these principles, too. At the Oscar Arietta Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarArietaAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Go Miners! When winter weather impacts us here in the borderland, it can bring things to a halt in a big hurry. And that's why the ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team has the most up-to-date technology and the most experience. We use street-level tracking to let you know exactly what's going on in your neighborhood. And our future track model to show you when, where, and how much wind, rain, or snow we expect. With Traffic Track, we can tell you where that problem is and how to avoid it. The ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team. With the tools and experience to keep your family safe. Football Friday night is back exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Join me, Bo Bagley, along with Paul McKinnon every Friday night as we bring you the best coverage of the city's top high school football games. Tune in every Friday night to catch all the action in real time. We'll have scoring updates, in-game coverage, and everything you need to know about high school football. Follow 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter for scores and download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app to listen in. Football Friday night exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. When Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com. 600 ESPN El Paso and 95.5 KLAQ present UTEP Football 2021. Hi, this is Adrian Broaddus. With Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Final home game of the season, Saturday, November 20th against Rice. And after the game, get ready for Minor Talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP basketball and Coach Joe Golding. Coach Golding has made some changes, and so has Longhorn Distributing. We've added ceramic coatings to our store. We 
we've expanded our service department to give faster and more efficient service on pressure washers and cleaning equipment. Longhorn Distributing is the only distributor for hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. We're located at 5516 East Paisano, so call us for a demonstration at 772-9092. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United Bank. Welcome back to Minor Talks, Salvador Montes, along with Adrian Broadus, the Miners women's basketball team winning earlier today, 89-69 over North Dakota, the first of a triple header. The football team falling on the road to North Texas, 20-17, and the men's basketball team also falling on the road, 77-71, and wrapping up Minor Talk over here, we'll have some awards to hand out, we also have some highlights to play. And a pair of tickets for UTEP against, is it Northern New Mexico? Right, that's exactly right, There Sal. we go. So if you want to get stuff. those tickets, give us a ring. 880-5763. We'll answer you in and uh, give it to the best call. Good job there, Sal. Love it. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. As we continue here on Minor Talk, 880-5763. That's our telephone number. We're going to give some awards out here in just a bit. Both men's basketball awards, and some UTEP football awards. First off, want to give a big shout-out to everybody here at 600 ESPN El Paso. Um, Sal, you pulled a, you pulled a doubleheader today. You had football. You had basketball. It was a busy day for you. Big shout-out to you. Uh, loved hearing Steve Kaplowitz on, yeah. on the broadcast and on the call today. Uh, Tysher had a great call earlier today out in Denton, along with Mike Pettis, Mondo the Monster Medina. You had but a great man, call with the women's basketball Appreciate it. Game. Thank yep. you so much, man. Um, I, I really enjoyed hearing Steve because, you know, the cool thing about this was Steve just slid right in, and, and he had this broadcast. It was a uh, highly anticipated matchup. So many good storylines going into this one. Uh, obviously, the Chris Chris Jans one is uh, atop the list of storylines. Remember, Chris Jans was a finalist, um, along with guys like Jerome Tang, Doc Sadler, Joe Golding. Uh, they were all finalists to get that UTEP head coaching job. And uh, Chris Jans, of course, he is now 6-1 and one all-time against the minors. So uh, Steve knew the program really well. He knows the New Mexico State program exceptionally well. He also knows uh, the uh, New Mexico State Athletic Department very well. And same with UTEP. So he's He's connected with both sides. It was great to hear him on the call for this one because he knows both teams very well. And uh, I love the addition of Hooper Vint on the call. I just really enjoyed that that broadcast a lot. And uh, uh, it was just a fun night. You know, it was a fun day overall just kind of seeing all the different things happen. I know minor fans might not think it was that fun after dropping the past two games uh, for both football and men's basketball. But uh, it, it's one of those days where just so much is packed in for a busy UTEP day, and now both teams are left to regroup. We'll see how they do that uh, as uh, you know, as both seasons continue. 880-5763, that's our telephone number if you'd like to weigh in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. 
That's where we'll have some recaps up on the website as well as we continue. Uh, let's go back to Twitter. This coming from Bryce Chauvin. Keep fighting, coach. I like this team. They will gel. Will they will gel well with time? Payback three. Uh, pay, oh no, no, no. He says this. Payback on the third of December. Joe Chacon tweets us again. Special shout out to my beautiful wife, whom I started dating 22 years ago yesterday. Love you, Steph Chacon. Uh, she hashtag she's a listener now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag look at those kids. And he sends us a picture of he and his wife. Uh, I guess this was when they were dating back then. Hey, big shout out to the Chacon family. And uh, hey, shout out to Steph Chacon, who is now a listener, a frequent listener on the show because of Joe Chacon. I love that right there. And I know Sal does too. Um, Let's run down the scores again. UTEP women's basketball defeats North Dakota 89-69. Big, uh, you know, big game from Destiny Thurman. 23 points in this one. Alina Enrique with a double-double. 19 points, 15 rebounds. You also had... Uh, Mari Petrie, who had who came off the bench and had 11 points, along with Katia Gallegos, who poured in 16 today in a starting effort for the Miners. Uh, also, earlier today, the UTEP football team fell at North Texas. It was 20 to 17, and that was a loss for the Miners football team. Big, uh, you know, big. Uh, uh, you got to give a lot of kudos to Jacob Cowing. 174 receiving yards on just five receptions, one touchdown today, seven targets. Uh, Jacob Cowing has now gone over a hundred yards in um in eleven different games. He's only two away from tying the all-time record for the program. In this one, Gavin Hardison had 273 uh, passing yards on 15 of 29 passes. He had an interception, was sacked three times, and had a touchdown pass. Ronald Awat led the way on the ground. 85 rushing yards. He had 17 carries in this one. Averaged about five yards a carry. Only Deion Hankins, uh, Quadre Swadley, they were the only two running backs in this one, and they had five carries each. Let's go back to the phone lines right now at 880-5763. If you'd like to duck in a late call now's the time to do it let's go to carl who's joining us next carl what's going on okay i heard a comment earlier about track team and i realize uh sports can't be intertwined anymore because they're too uh, i guess intense but i remember the the 55 sun bowl game when florida state was building up their program and utep or texas western beat them uh they had three guys for the track team of noel mccormick i think the Foster Twins. And wow, great Florida, story there. I love that. They beat Florida State in the Sun Bowl. And then, of course, I'll remember the tragedy of Fred Wint. I mean, in, of course. Where they scored. Well, I mean, the coach got fired because of that. But they had speed. These guys don't seem to have the speed that they need. I mean, they, they get outrun. I feel like it's it, it, it's also has to do with the stagnant offense, but I'm with you. I agree. They they need some more speed all across the board. Well, just like the last touchdown, that guy got behind him, and the first touchdown at the at, with the, that we saw at the stadium, that was a second play, and he took off, and nobody could catch him. Sure. I mean, uh, and if I'm right, if I'm wrong, somebody tell me. But I think that's what I saw. No, that's exactly right. Hey, the first touchdown uh, for uh, for UTEP, he w- it was just the races. Uh, he was on the races. It was Jacob Cowing who caught that 76 yard uh, pass. That's what they need more of. They need more speedsters like that. But you look on the other side. Conversely, North Texas, you're right. They beat them on speed. They beat uh, the secondary, which was Tory Richardson. He was the corner on that play. By the way, Tory Richardson backup cornerback he's not 
not the traditional starting cornerback. They've had a lot of players injured and out of the mix. I guess that's another thing, though. You have to not only have some speed, you also have to have some depth as a football team. Oh, but look, guys coming around in, all they have to do is get open one in. They have enough speed on them that people are going to catch them. Sure, and I'm with you. They don't. They don't seem to get away or shake uh, shake anything when they come around the end. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why that is, Carl. And I think that's a good point. I, you know, I'm not close to the idea of getting track players or anything like that. And hey, you you brought up some great teams that had success when they had some track and field athletes. So I appreciate well, it. Uh, I remember how Haskins didn't like three points. <laughs> okay. He didn't like him shooting it. And and uh, but if you just stop and think, if they'd have made probably half of the three points at a, at a drive or a layup that we'd have won tonight. Okay. I mean, at the beginning of the game, all they were doing were shooting three-pointers. They weren't making any of them. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Carl, you're not the only one who is upset with the shot selection that for the UTEP offense. Uh, I think they, they're going to need to clean a lot of things up. And um, I remember during uh, one timeout, uh, Coach Golding really got on his team about the field goal percentage that they were at, and it was not very good at all to what he liked. So you're exactly right, man. I appreciate the phone call, and I appreciate you tuning in and calling us here on Minor talk so late in the show and late in the night 11 25 is the time right now and he's right man shot selection that's going to be a big thing that they're going to have to work on and by the way sal mr e checks in back on twitter he agrees with you he says sal's right utep will beat la pacific hashtag minor strong yeah i agree i think the miners defense is really going to travel well if we learned anything as as bad as this offense is uh the defense was still on point i mean yeah they gave up some plays here and there but they were able to to hang in this game throughout certain points. I mean, at the end of the day, New Mexico State is just uh, just a bit more talented. They have a li- little bit more chemistry, a lot more chemistry yeah. Yeah, than this minors that's team. Line. And uh, uh, one thing about Carl, uh, we were talking off air. He mentioned a story about uh, Jeep Jackson when he was on the minors basketball team and how one time, I forgot which game it was uh, that he told me, but Jeep Jackson just pulled up for a three, terrible shot. And as soon as that shot uh, didn't go or as soon as he let it go, he already knew he he had to go to the bench. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great one oh, right funny there. Funny stuff. Good stuff there, Carl. Really appreciate his phone call. Hey, Sal, uh, want to bring up a point, man. Um, and this is this is a tough one right here when we're talking UTEP football. It, it's been a tough stretch right now. We understand that. They've lost three straight. They're trying to get any kind of momentum right now. The The momentum is just not there. The, the hype is not as high as it used to be with this football team. Their red zone scoring has been uh, taken – you know, it, it just hasn't been the same like it was uh, earlier in the year when they were playing lesser quality opponents. Uh, they were two for three today in the red zone, but one of the big uh, stops today by that North Texas defense was when UTEP drove it into North Texas territory. I believe they were on the North Texas 23-yard line, and they failed to convert on a fourth, I, I believe it was a fourth and two play, and how they failed to do it was they ran back-to-back running plays. So yeah, people were upset with the play calling on on that drive, and they expected more on a fourth down play. Um, yeah, it was, it's just tough. This team just has mm-hmm. not run the ball very well at all. I I almost want to think, you know, if you want to switch things drastically if you're this UTEP football team, do you abandon the run? Uh, I wouldn't abandon the run necessarily, but I wouldn't make it the primary point of the offense because it's clear what this team wants to do especially when your best weapons are on the outside and you got to get it to them via air. I mean, you have Justin Garrett and Jacob Cowling. That alone should be reason enough to be a pass-heavy team. But when you look at the numbers, I mean, quarterbacks going 
around 50% just about every night. Sure. Not really good. So what do you do there? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Hardison attempted 29 passes today. They had 33 run plays today, uh, 33 rushes, I should say. And, I mean, that just kind of shows you right there, a very even split. Instead of a lopsided split, usually you see more of the run. Uh, you know, UTEP favor that. In the past two games since UTEP has had to play from behind, you've seen more passes when it's all said and done in the box score. But that's not indicative of how the play calling really is distributed when it's a closer game. Eight eight zero five seven six three. that's our telephone number if you'd like to give us a late call now is the time to do it before we wrap things up here on minor talk let's go to the phones and welcome on steve who's joining us next steve what's going on nothing much um tough day today for uh, minor fans i think the theme would probably be good defense and failed offense on, on sure. both sides really like what i saw from the basketball team on the defensive side that the rebounds do need to improve but the intensity is there but offensively, don't see a lot of difference from the Rodney Terry offenses. It's just, you know, passing it around the perimeter a lot, and then the last uh, 10 to 5 seconds, you, you shoot something up. So don't see a lot of structure there. I was hoping to see more there. Uh, but, again, defensive intensity, great. My, my concern, and some of the others have mentioned this, is you really don't have a, a inside scoring threat yeah. on the basketball team, and I think that's going to that's gonna hurt. Um, uh, but I have some optimism. I think Joe Colding is a good coach. He's going to have to be able to bring in the right players. Um, you know, going over to football, I think one thing where we can give Dana Dimmel thumbs up is uh, taking up a level, the type of athlete that was at, at UTEP. He, he gets credit for that. Where he gets uh, a grade of an F is on play calling. Uh, it's just horrendous. Um, you know, and then also some of the dumb mistakes like, you know, timeouts when you're coming out of a kick. Oh, man, no I, I, I think uh, I looked that. at Sal, and I was so upset at that yeah. one. That was it, awful. It's just some of the discipline issues. And, and, and to me, discipline goes back to to, to, to coaching and, 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 you know, being, being a smart coach. Um, so it was a tough day. Now, I do want to also give my hats off to New Mexico State. And you can say, look, you know, their football team is horrendous, and this year it was, but they won a bowl game three years ago. And, and you guys were saying, which is correct, I think the last time, uh, uh, this school won one. We were called Texas Western. That's exactly so, right. It was 1967. So, so, yeah, and so uh, New Mexico State, you go there, game day experience is good. Their basketball team is always top-notch. Uh, so hats off to, to their program. And if you attended the, the game today, you saw the uh, women's team won, the, the women's golf team won, the WAC championship, the women's uh, uh, volleyball team won the, the WAC championship. That, that's just a school that since their AD has been there, they are punching way above their weight. UTEP, unfortunately, has not. And so I think the athletic director is going to have a huge decision to make at the end of this season. Um, and I, I, I agree with what Adam said at the beginning of the show. Dimmel's not the guy to take you to the next level. He's just not. And so Central is going to have a big decision uh, to make. I think they may be right. They'll probably use Blues to UAB. I don't see them winning a bowl game. Um, and so he's going to have to make a very tough decision. I hope he makes the right one, uh, and that decision will be to, to look for an up-and-coming, hungry head coach because um, the, the school deserves it, the fan deserves it. I mean, the fan base is ready to be there, but you you got to have the product. And uh, you saw that with UTSA, and then UTEP just did not show up for that game. And the same thing is true in basketball. They'll, they'll be there if the product is there. Um, just the product is not, has not been there of late. 
I've got three questions for you, Steve. Number one, how many games does UTEP football win for the rest of the year? Just uh, possibly Rice, and that's it. Okay, number two, what if uh, what if he what if Jim Center waits until year five for the extension? Do you think that's the right move? Not not even talk about extension after this year. Wait till year five. I I think the right move after this season, if, if they don't win any more games or if they just win one, it's time to get a new coach. Wow. Okay. My third question. I'm gonna just wrap. These are rapid fire. Yeah. If this if this extension has already been done, what would you say as a fan? I'm not saying that's the case, but hey, yeah. look at what happened with Rodney Terry last last October. Yeah. I, I'd be extraordinarily disappointed. Um, you know, you take a look at Center's record before he got here, uh, past his prologue, and I was not excited with with the hire. He does not have a history or a tradition of of winning. Uh, I think again, hats off for for elevating the the level of athlete uh, on the minor football team, but beyond that, the the uh, on the offensive side of the ball, it's just been horrendous ever since he's been coach. No creativity. Um, I can tell you what the plays are going to be four times out of five before they they happen. Uh, and then you, you wonder they've had the last couple of games. They've had uh, you know a couple of successful throws to a tight end, a really nice screen. Why not mix it up just a little bit, just a little bit? It's just it's frustrating. You watch other college football teams and you see how creative these offenses are. And this is just really eighth grade milk toast offense. Uh, and the players deserve better than that. All right, Steve. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for tuning in and sticking with us the whole show. Thank you. All right, Steve calling in here on the on the program, 880-5763, if you'd like to follow that one up. Wow, a lot of hard hits there by Steve, but, hey, he's telling it like it is, and uh, appreciate his phone call right there as we continue here on Minor Talk. Uh, let's hand out some awards, Sal. If you'd like to get in uh, into the show, now is the time to do it before we wrap things up here. Turn the page on both sides of things. Even look ahead for UTEP women's basketball as well. They've got – wait, let's start with them. They've got New Mexico State next week. Speaking of the Aggies, uh UTEP host the Aggies next week in women's basketball. The the Miners look sharp today. If they're able to clamp down like they did defensively, Sal, they, they forced 21 turnovers today, which was impressive. Um, I liked how they were able to uh, steal 10 different times in this one, and they had four block shots. So women's basketball hosts the Aggies. Talk to Kevin Baker after the game in this one. I feel like that should be a really, really interesting game. Yeah, big time, because just like uh, UTEP is, New Mexico State is 2-0. They got a win over Incarnate Word. Uh, just want to make sure. I, I got to get the dates right. Anyway, doesn't matter. They also they beat Western New Mexico 94-50 to on Tuesday. Got a win over Incarnate Word. I got to figure out when that was. Uh, but 57-48. to So back-to-back opponents that don't have more than 48 points. That's impressive. I'm expecting, you know, neither team to get past 70. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this Got one, it. Both teams have a solid, uh, you know, a solid roster. But I'm excited to see what this defensive intensity is going to be like for both clubs. Of course, the Miners are led by star player Katia Gallegos. Also, Destiny Thurman just really coming alive this season. I think she's going to have a bunch of games. Uh, I think no- so too. North of 18 points. You know, I think that's fair to say. Really like the addition of Teal Battle for uh, for the Miners. I'm not too familiar with the Aggies players. I'll, I'll have to do my my research on that. But the record is 2-0. They're going to be going to the Haskins Center. 
or looking out for something. And those games are usually heated back and forth, so I'm excited to see what goes on. Yeah, I'm excited for that one as well. 880-5763, that's our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We'll have some recaps. We'll have some stories up on the website as well, so make sure you check it out uh, as we continue. We'll hand out some awards here in just a little bit. I agree completely with Sal. I, I'm interested to see how the Miners will continue to try to uh, do their winning ways as they start the season off 2-0, and score 80-plus in back-to-back outings for the women's basketball team. So that was a nice effort by them. Uh, really like the performance, like Sal mentioned, Destiny Thurman. I think Teal Battle could also be a really great football, uh, excuse me, a great player for them as well as this uh, basketball season continues. So I'm excited to see how they progress moving forward. 880-5763, that's our telephone number as we continue. Let's go to David, who's joining us next. We'll get to some awards later on. David, what's happening, man? Yeah, hey, how's it going? It's going fine. How about you, David? Good, good. Okay, uh, as far as uh, the, the minor football, I think the, the defense is uh, way ahead of the offense. Yep, you're right. The, you're right on that okay, one. Right, right now, and uh, the offense, you can tell where, where they're going. Every time okay. you can, you can tell every okay. time okay. you're exa- okay. you're hitting it right. You're getting this okay. right so far. Uh, another thing is they don't have a uh, crossing routes in their in in their passing scheme. They don't have crossing routes. Okay, they always go for the long ball or whatever. You know, they don't have uh, a, a mixture. Of passing routes. Don't. It's no variation. It's it's a lot Mm -hmm. of post plays. It's a lot of hit uh, hot routes. It's a lot of curls. It's coming back to the passer. Uh, You don't see. And I think if they did have more crossing routes, you'd have uh, better success getting the ball to guys like Justin Garrett, who at times he he disappears because you rely on Jacob Cowing to get open all the time, Mm -hmm. which he does. But get Justin Garrett involved. The thing is, if 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 uh, you can call. Passing plays that are like five, six yards, and say first down. That's like a run, okay? If, if, if the run is not going there, okay? Because they had different offensive linemen going, I mean, offensive linemen going in and out, okay? Because they were not blocking, okay? Yep. So four or five yards, uh, an out route, in route, you know, a, a four route, you know, and then, then you bring in the corners because it, they're saying, hey, they're, they're throwing short passes. And then you go, you set them up first, and then you go for the, you know, for the long pass. That, that's the thing for, for the miners, okay? Uh, they got, I think they got a coach today. Yeah, I, okay. I agree completely, man. You're, you're okay. hitting it right on the money, David. Okay. And now, as, as far as uh, minor basketball, okay, uh, you got to remember they got 11 transfers. Okay. There's no and one that, from high school. I mean, th- there's no one across college basketball who, who's just a high school guy anymore. I mean, yeah. Kevin Kalu is the only one that they have who's a true high school player right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing is, when you have uh, a team that's practically new, you've got to give them t- time to gel. Okay. And, uh, yes, uh, I saw the game. Uh, the Miners didn't quit. Okay. And I was glad. You know, because of that. But the, the thing is, uh, Jans is a recruiting UTEP. Okay? And they got better players. Right now, the miners need at least two big players. 
six eleven, seven feet, and they don't have it right now. And they're they were out rebounded today, big time. Oh, big time! Hey, David, you, you're you're exactly right, man. I appreciate the phone call as we continue here on Minor Talk. Uh, I want to get I want to touch on one thing that you said today. The Chris Jans is out recruiting UTEP. Um, yeah, I mean, just right now, yes, that is the case. Joe Golding will first have to kind of, I guess, uh, stick a flag here at UTEP and try to make this a home where people want to come. Joe Golding told me in my season preview, which was very eye-opening, that the brand of UTEP is just down right now. It's unfortunate to say, but UTEP is just not regarded across the country like it used to be for for basketball, and that's a shame. I mean, everybody loves UTEP basketball, um, you know, who really knows the success of this program has had, uh, especially here in El Paso, and I, I feel like that's been a, a big problem for this UTEP basketball team, trying to recruit players to come out here to West Texas, trying to get and win some of those recruiting battles. That's That will be how um, we kind of gauge this UTEP new coaching staff as we continue, and also Bonky Maring, he's this, he's also 6'10", 6'11". He's that guy who could maybe be your stretch big later on in the season, but he didn't play much today. We only saw, what, three minutes of action from him today, and I get it. Maybe it's defensive lapses. Maybe it's problems in practice, whatever it may be. Um, I, I think that Bonky Maring will have to try to work his way back into the mix, and we'll see if we get more of Bonky next week against uh, you know um, the, the team they're playing first here at the, the Don Haskins Center, which is Northern New Mexico College. That's should be uh, a game where UTEP could try to bounce back, continue to flex different rotations, try out different guys, and then get ready for a big game against Pacific next Friday. That should be a really interesting one. Hey, David, appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for tuning in and giving us a call here on Minor Talk, 880-5763. That's our telephone number. We've got just a little bit left here on Minor Talk. If you would like to weigh in, now is the time to do it at 880-5763. Let's go to some awards. We've been trying to get to this. Let's start football. Um, We are first starting off with our drive of the game. This is brought to you by our great friends at the Oscar Arieta Agency. For our drive of the game in this one, you had to go with UTEP's seven-play, 98-yard drive that was capped off by a four-yard rushing touchdown by Ronald Awa. Before we play this highlight, I want to mention UTEP actually turned around on this drive after stopping North Texas. They had a a 97-yard drive of their own. That drive stalled at the UTEP two-yard line the UTEP defense came up big to set up this drive which ended in this Ronald Awat touchdown again they give it to Awat coming right trying to find the corner and he hits the flag right side of the end zone touchdown Miners Ronald Awad capping off the drive of the game tonight. That's brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Take it from a locally owned insurance company like the Oscar Arieta Agency. There's a reason they've helped thousands of El Pasoans with their insurance needs. There's a reason they've been around for 24 years. For home, auto, or life insurance, trust the local experts at the Oscar Arieta Agency. Check them out online, oscaradiataagency.com. And now for our Golden Nugget Award. This is our Player of the Game Award on the football side of things. It goes to Jacob Cowing. Another 100-yard-plus receiving yard game in this one. 174 in this one. One touchdown. Was targeted seven times and had this 76-yard uh, touchdown early on into this game to give the Miners a lead. Play fake. Quadres Wadley's on the field. Hardison steps up, taking a shot up the center of the field. Cowing, 25-20-10-5. Touchdown, Miners! 76 yards. 
Thanks to our friends at Legacy Wellness Center CBD, they bring us our Golden Nugget Award after every UTEP football game. I recommend Delta 8 for this weekend because I need to sleep after this one. I, I'm going to use some Delta 8 after this. I'm going to need some Delta 8 after <laughs> this night because if you're getting ready for a tailgate this weekend, if you want a Delta 8 pre-roll before the big game or if you want a gummy to de-stress after this UTEP triple header today and back-to-back losses in football and, and uh, men's basketball, Try Legacy Wellness CBD. They've got the best products for you to try. Delta 8 is great for helping you sleep. It allows you to relax. I'm going to need that. And it could help with pain and inflammation that you might be dealing with. You can stop by their store at 120 East Red Road by Upper Valley Urgent Care on the west side or stop by online at LegacyWellnessCenter.com. You know what? I just thought of this. You know, Give it pot- to me. Potential uh, NIL endorsement out there. I don't have any ties, but if you're listening, okay, Legacy Wellness, check this out. Calvin Brownholtz scores a touchdown, does a dance. Calvin Brownholtz dance, CBD. I'm just saying. You got this. You got this, Sal. Make it your legacy. Oh man, <laughs> this is incredible, Sal. You should you should be on this NIL deal. I love it, man. I need to be, yeah. I, I think that's a great idea. Hey, let's go, let's check back Twitter real quick. Back to Twitter. Uh, Joe Chacon tweets us. Actually, let's go to Leo underscore minor fan. He tweets us. Dimmel is driving some fans crazy, even this late into the evening, and I'm tired. LOL. Hashtag minor talk. Hey, we're a little beat too, man. But uh, we got to move along. We've got some other awards to hand out today. This is from the UTEP men's basketball side of things. And a big and two big awards that we have to give out. First, our hot hand of the game. This is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. We didn't get to talk much about him today, but our hot hand of the game award will go to Jamari Sibley in this one. He filled up the stat sheet in his second straight game, 23 minutes off the bench. He earned those 23 minutes, especially what he was able to do on defense. Defense, a steal on defense, two assists, two total rebounds, six points on two of two shooting. Jamari Sibley, the Georgetown transfer, has four years of eligibility with the Miners. He gets our hot hand of the game award. And that's brought to you by our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. To keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter, visit uh, Wind Supply El Paso and check out the new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso, the, the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. Check out the latest on the Find a Dealer tab online at windsupplyelpaso.com. Anything you want to add about Jamari Sibley, Sal, uh, somebody who's emerged onto the scene as a freshman? Yeah, you know what? Uh, we haven't seen too, too much, but the pieces that we have seen have been awesome. It's still early on in the season, only two games. I think we'll see some more of uh, of Jamari Sibley going into game number three, potentially game number four. But uh, nonetheless, though, I think Sibley's a solid addition and really a bunch, uh, around a bunch of vets, if we're being honest. So that, that knowledge and experience that he's going to pick up is going to be super, super invaluable. I'm excited to see what he could do for the Miners as the season goes on. Hey, um, by the way, we hit the two-hour mark. Uh, man, it's uh, it's been a great show so far. I appreciate everybody tuning in, calling in, listening in, and uh, we really appreciate that. That brings us to our final award today. Before we turn the page, look over to next week. It's our player of the game, Keith Southwest, brings this to us after every UTEP basketball game, and it goes to Sule Boom and his return. 21 points, 6 of 18 scoring. I know people were upset with Sule Boom's inefficiency early on into this one, but you got to give credit to the guy coming off a finger injury that he dealt with over the past month 
He was in a cast. He didn't. Uh, he didn't have any kind of practice time. Only had really a couple days when he was clear this week, and then he got back into the mix. Sule Boom plays 36 minutes. Does not start this uh, game, but uh, still becomes our player of the game. Keith Southwest delivers the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keith Southwest online today at KeatsSW.com. One more thing that we've got to get to today, Sal, and that is looking to next week. UTEP men's basketball, let's start with them since we just mentioned our two awards. It's first off against Northern New Mexico College. That's coming up November 16th. Then they take on Pacific. Is this a week where they can sweep it? Is this a week where they can win two in a row? I think so. I, you know, we could pretty much pencil in the game against uh, Northern New Mexico. Sure. But, but looking at Pacific, it's going to be a battle, that's for sure. But this is another really, really good test for Coach Golding to really um, earn more trust in the city. I think he's done a great job so far. Um, but I really, really have confidence in this defense as the season goes on. It's going to travel. Yeah, the game got out of hand at some points, but they were able to claw back as well against uh, the Aggies. I mean, yeah kind of some garbage points near the end, but you could tell that the final five minutes, the Miners are able to gain some form of momentum. I really, really like their matchup against Pacific on the road. So Northern yeah. Colorado defeated Pacific uh, this past Wednesday, 67-65. Then Pacific goes around and they beat, uh, I guess this is Hawaii, but this isn't the actual Hawaii. This is the University of Hawaii at, uh, I can't even see what this is, Hilo Vulcans, and they beat them 85-74. That was earlier this week right now actually right now so they're playing hawaii uh the rainbow warriors and they're losing 51 46 so hey maybe you're right maybe utep can catch pacific after these uh tough games and then maybe they can end up beating them um you know or as early as next week let's talk some me- uh football real quick the utep football team has rice next week if there has ever been a must-win situation, I don't care about the record. I don't care about – this is just for confidence. This is so you don't have a bad taste in your mouth. Rice just lost 42-21 to Western Kentucky. This is the time where UTEP gets a win, right? It's it's the time, yeah, but will they? I mean, let's, let's be honest. This is a team who has not played well against, um, you know, pretty much the teams within these last three games or so. I mean, looking against Florida Atlantic, I mean, on paper, you know, the, the odds show that F, uh, FAU would win. Let, let me make sure I got that correct, that you Florida did, Atlantic yeah. would win. But, uh, I mean, going into that game, nearly everybody who's not Vegas felt that the Miners would win that game. Didn't come out with the win. Obviously, we saw what happened against UTSA. But this game right here against uh, North Texas was just uh, inexcusable, man. And people felt the same way about this Rice game before uh, the game happened tonight as they did against North Texas. So uh, they they definitely got to go out there and win. And in my opinion, really, really shouldn't even be close at that point. If not, if there's some issues and they find themselves struggling, you know, down three or it's tied and they give the other team a chance to win it, um, it, it just really goes to show what the progress has been like for the team this season. Shout out to you, Sal. Shout out to Salma. And yep. shout and uh, shout out to everybody for listening. And uh, appreciate everybody for calling in, tweeting us here on the show. Sal, any parting words today? I uh, just want to say um, shout out to my wife. She's amazing. Shout out to my dog, Russ Flexbrook. And uh, shout out to you, Adrian. Shout out to the A-team. Shout out to Alyssa. And uh, shout out to everybody for sticking with us. And shout out to the UTEP women's basketball team for getting the W and also the football team and the men's basketball team. We've got our podcast channel where you can check out 
Minor Talk On Demand if you missed anything today on the show. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Prada saying so long. Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Have a great night, everybody. You've been listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across El Paso. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.